Here we are. Fuck it. Andrew's here. Maddie's not here. I don't know yeah. why. What up, Andrew? What's good, man? Not much. I'm going to try to FaceTime Maddie right now because oh, I just shit. I want to see if he can explain for himself oh, man. To, our, to the people what's, what's populating. Podcast beef. Podcast beef. He just couldn't even show up to his show on his channel. Uh, I'm trying. He's very busy, this man. He's not going to pick up the FaceTime. Anyways. Oh. Oh. Maddie, you're Maddie, you're on your show. What? You're on your show right now. You know your show you do with me, uh, Powerful Truth Angels. You're on the show. What show? What's the show? Powerful Truth Angels. You're on the show. I got a co-host. We've you've been replaced. It was actually pretty painless and easy and fast. Who's on this? Wait, I'm in the chick. I'm driving. What's you're, happening? You're driving to my house. I have Andrew here in my house. Remember that? Remember we used to do that in the house. Everything's fine. The, the air just looks like fucking Mordor. Uh, there's ash raining from the sky. It's 142 degrees. Everything's chill. Everything's good. And everything, I'm, I'm like, me, me and Mac are driving. We just got some cheeseburgers. And um, it's cold here. It's 23 degrees. So you skipped the show so you could eat cheeseburgers with your son. That's fair. I know. I know. Okay, let's not suck his balls too. (laughs) Just you know, slow down. That's that's okay. Fair. That makes sense. Well, I just wanted. I just wanted to check in before we do the best show ever ever heard, and and the least watched show ever heard on your channel, right? On Maddie Matt. I'm talking about this episode with the void you've created that's been filled one eighth by Andrew, and I'm talking, you know, literally, um, is now going to be this episode will be the shittiest re- scene episode, but will be the best quality episode because of who's on the other side of the table. I think Andrew is going to do better than me, obviously. Um, he's more intelligent. He's he's handsome. He's probably got a hog. Yeah, big hog. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, those skinny tall guys always got fucking hammers. Right. So then that beats everything. I got nothing. And and um, you know, just that in itself will make for a better pod. And um, you know, and he's constantly doing fun things where I just stay on my farm and do nothing. So I have nothing to talk about. Andrew literally has everything to talk about. And, um, you know, he's literally, he is, he's a human American flag. He, that's, you know, he, he, he's everything that the American flag stands for. Here's what, actually. I, here's what I like about this so far is two, I have two things to say. One is it all, every, it all just comes down to with men, if you have a big dick or not, everything else goes out the window, your achievements, your family, the love for your friends. It's just, you have a giant cock. Number two we asked you to zoom into the show. You were too busy, but now you're zooming into the show without a picture, which makes no fucking sense. That being said, I'm going to get on with the show with Andrew. I just wanted to check in. You get on with the show because 
taking care of my wife is literally nine months. My wife. My wife. All right. I hear you. So I'm bringing her food. For the family. Um, for the family. And I had some other things come up where I couldn't do the pod. And I love, I love you. I love Andrew already. I love Andrew already. He's not a big Literally, fan of yours. First, he thinks I'm a poser. It's fine. I'm yeah. a fucking, I'm a loser. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I don't do the graffiti. I'm not a graffiti man. So I get it. You know, I get it. Um, you know, you guys are out here on the streets. I'm just a little guy in town, you know, trying to suck my own dick. So Okay. Um, Great talk in front of the kid. I'll check you later. <laughs> We're gonna have a wonderful hey, show. Man, hey, how does this feel? Just, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's say I was gonna oh, hang God. up. <laughs> Mac, I w- <clears throat> and, Oh shit. And he's gone. That was it. <laughs> and he's gone. His last moments. Uh, uh, <laughs> Hi Mackie boy. Okay, this isn't working. Love you, Mac. You're a great kid. Punch your dad in the balls. All right, here we are. Back on the show. Out here. Andrew, can I how I wanna can I can I can I say that you can beep this out. Can I say that you moved here? I want to know how undercover you are. Oh yeah, definitely. It's cool. Just don't say what neighborhood. Say no. I'm nearby. He's in Bel Air. Yeah, I'm in Bel Air. Live next to Devil's Area. Yeah. And I race remembered. Well, Sway Lee, actually, more specifically. Yep. Sway Lee's next door. He borrowed right. a, a cup of perks from Sway Lee yeah, the other course. day. Um, no, Andrew's in LA. He pulled up. He got a crib. Mm-hmm. He's stationed. Um, and he came to LA at probably the best time in the history of LA because, uh, you know, the sky's um, literally purple and it's on fire. And it's 100. It, I said this. It's hot as shit. Uh, Andrew had to had to swap out his shirt when he came in because just walking up the stairs to my crib just you're just fitting your fucking brains out. Yeah, it's like 108. It's 108 easy. Um, easy 108. But thank you for pulling up. Yeah, bro. And thank you for filling in for Maddie. Had to. And uh, and you know Maddie. Um, let me ask you this: Can we talk about graffiti or no? Yeah. You want to talk about graffiti? Yeah. Because Maddie Maddie thinks Maddie did a I did a show with Maddie where he had me cook on air and I made a chicken cacciatore and he gave me a, I pulled out his cookbook and cooks from the cookbook. I nailed it. It was good. Mm-hmm. Tasted good. Not going to lie. Uh, now what I have to do is I have to paint, I have to do make him a PDF, a step-by-step PDF, like a recipe for his first piece. Oh shit. All right. You got to send him like some fried ass, like Montana cans, you know, make- I, <laughs> I want to make it easy on him. Like yeah. I'm going to tell him to get like the low pressure fucking yeah. paint, whoever, you know, I don't know who's the best. I don't know what the best, what Montana gold. I don't know. That's not, probably the easiest paint. The easiest I paint, not to I plug like 13, anybody. I used to like use Montana gold. I would use like the color pink and like crazy shit. Yeah. I thought like the crazier colors, the more like respect you'd get. Oh yeah. So I'd go to like free walls and bust out like pink fill-ins. Yeah. I think fools would be on my dick, but they weren't. I used to cram my pieces with so much color, mm-hmm. and I remember I because I thought that was part of like burning fools, like like it just has <laughs> to have like color and like yeah. I just be like I'm gonna put 16 colors in here, mm-hmm. and I remember my friend was like your 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 pieces, man, they're so angry. I was like, what do you mean they're fucking angry? <laughs> I'm like, how could color be angry? I'm not angry fool. <laughs> I'm not an angry fool. <laughs> uh, but then I look back at those pieces and I'm like, um, they're whack, a lot of them, yeah. and now. After my entire lifespan of like doing graffiti, the shit that I love the most is just the ill throw up. 
anyone that has like an ill throw up to me oh yeah it's like because it's still the last like it's something some people never get especially down here loki right you know what i'm saying like yeah la people rock like insane burners like 50 colors on the block but like you don't see that many sick bills no it's yeah. coming back because of covid and because of like because it's kind of like uh you know we're turning into like the the third um uh, the third Batman movie where it's yeah. like, we're starting to run like, you know, laws have been kind of like relaxed. Like people, you can kind of do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Graffiti is just going nuts right now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, crazy. The craziest shit to me is like all the hit ups. Yeah. Like I've never, never seen stuff like that before. It was like that in the nineties. Yeah. And then they did a, um, they put a, they put a thing on graffiti. They made it a felony yeah. to write graffiti. And that really like when people started going to going to County for a good chunk of time for graffiti, they're like, Ooh, I don't know, because yeah. you know it gets a little rough. So like that really tampered down graffiti a lot, and then over the years it's been loose a little bit. But now it's just fucking awar. This is a graffiti pod. <laughs> um, Have you been to county out here before? I didn't go in. Mm. I've been arrested a bunch of times, and then I, I get out on OR. What's like that? before it's like own recognizance like and then i would just i'd always like miss the bus so i never actually went in but everybody i know that went in is just like it's the worst it sounds bad it's the worst like the the they tell me friends of mine done time have been like it's way better to go to prison than go to county jail everyone will tell you that why because from what i hear county jail is just it's just insane in there whereas prison is like a little more organized mm-hmm. you're locked down there's like there's more of like rules i think county is just kind of like chaos Right yeah. from what I get, like they'll just they just end up being in, in, like twenty people in a fucking dorm. I don't know. Like Doesn't sound good, um, especially these days. You don't want to be in county jail with the fucking COVID and all this shit going on. Yeah, you know, you know that one after hours right next to the jail, like the Russian after hours with all like the, the balloons and like. No, I don't know that they, one. They take your phone and like you give them twenty bucks and it's like a two to eight a.m. thing. It's like right no. next to the jail. You were telling you were talking yeah, about that last I went time. There, like before COVID with some homies, and what? it was it was a good vibe. But then like. This random fool who was, I guess, was like a bouncer. Like, I don't know. I was dating this girl at the time and I'd like let her talk to whoever. Yeah. Like, she's her own person. Yeah. And this bouncer kept coming up to me and being like, hey, bro, like, your girl's talking to hell of people over there. Like, again and again. And I was like, bro, I fucking know. You don't have to tell me. I see her. You know what I mean? And then, like, he was hella high. He was doing bumps. And then he comes back at the end of the night, like, almost in tears. And he's like, you like, you're finna let your bitch do you like that? And I was like, bro, leave me alone. So, he's like, Yo, your woman's exercising her freedom of speech. Yeah, he was <laughs> tripping hearts. I haven't been back since then. That's wild. He yeah. must have had some uh, some issues, some pent up problems. Yeah, for sure. He had some serious, like deep fucking gangster cuck issues. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he's like, "Don't get cucked, Toby. Don't get yeah, cucked." No, he's like, "I've been through this before. I've been through this, Toby." <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I'm supposed to do. He's gonna paint a piece. Mm. Um, we're gonna do it sooner. And later, it's been hard getting Maddie to uh, actually come on his own show. I think he had to. I think he's right now doing a, a four-hour uh, miniseries about how to peel artichokes and uh, you know what what's the best bruschetta to have uh, when you have guests over six. So that's kind of where his head's at. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is where it's at. This is the podcast of all podcasts, the the pod day two D pods, as they say in, in the podcast mafia. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're here to like really let people know that. Um, we can do this shit boneless. That's Maddie free. We Whoa. can go boneless on on PTA, right? <laughs> this is this is the boneless powerful truth angels episode. This is what it is. It's gonna tank. 
<laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna without Maddie anchoring this thing and yelling like his yeah. fan because his fans drive this shit right. Mm-hmm. They all hate me. He, uh, they they all think I'm a piece of shit because I fuck talk shit to him. But yeah. I love to do. But I talk shit. That's mm. what I do. I talk shit to everybody. And uh, and uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna there's gonna be a revolt and we're gonna have the lowest numbered episode. Good. But it'll be the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like good. Yeah, so uh, that's where we're at now. So you you came, you pulled up, you got the crib. I heard you pulled up at the Rustic the other night. Yeah, I was there last night. Right. I, dude, the bar, the patio bar life is not the one right now in LA. It's right. so bammer. Like all the bars that are open are just like full of like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like COVID deniers and just totally jaded service industry workers. Right. It's like this mix, this like mix of anti-maskers and fools who are just like yeah. getting off crazy shifts. Right. It's all QAnon dudes. It and seriously like, is. And like diehard sports fans. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much what's going on. Yeah. I told you, uh, speaking of that, I, I drove through the QAnon parade. The, the Save the day. Children March? The Save the Children March. And I was, I was telling you, um, I came around the corner. I was trying to get, I think I was going to get a haircut. Mm. I came around the corner. And there's this angry ass fool, dusty ass, like just a dusty, like sunburnt dude, like pissed off with a huge sign that said honk if you're not a pedophile. Yeah. And I'm like, you got a honk, dog. I, but yeah, but I was like, I'm being, <laughs> I know I'm being manipulated right now. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't honk. <laughs> so, you know, do with that what you may. And, uh, and then I, I pulled a right and I pull up into just like this whole crowd of people. And it was like, their whole thing was save the children. So they've rebranded apparently. Right? Well, no, what they did is they like applied to, uh, for a permit to do a rally under the guise of hashtag save our children, but it's uh, not just save our children. It's like save our children from adrenochrome being harvested from their pee because right. of the, the Biden and Clinton families. Okay. So it wasn't just like, Oh, our kids are not doing good. It was like, did you see the video Urban posted of them speaking in tongues and wailing, like sobbing outside the Chinese theater? Yeah. Being like, let the kids out. It's, it's like, do you Yeah, yeah, let the kids out. Yeah. The kids are inside the TCL Chinese theater. Yeah. Like, that's where the, the all the kids keeps the kids. Yeah. Not in the hills. But no. in, like the most tourist spot. Yeah. It's hilarious. The kids are definitely in like the hills, Lower Canyon. Yeah, where like she that's, keeps that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the kids are like in a cool bunker. They're not under the fucking movies that you know. I know. That'd be so fire though if there's like a secret door in the Chinese theater. It's just like it's just it's just rows and rows of kids. Hella youngins. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Hella youngins. <laughs> Hell like if you have the special pass, you just get to pick out your favorite little fucking, you know, Cambodian eight year old take home and <laughs> Hello Fresh. Well, here's the thing. Without even reading this, I'm just going to say this. Uh, HelloFresh makes my life easier because they send in the ingredients. They're prepackaged, ready to go. I know you use this shit a lot, right, Jason? You love HelloFresh. Like before this even happened, you were using HelloFresh. Huge advocate. So, you know, you can you can you can order food, you can order pizza, or you can eat something fresh, you can cook it yourself, you can pretend that you're like a Maddie Matheson type figure. You get the ingredients, they're all prepackaged, you put them in the wok, you stir them in the skillet, you drop it in the oven, you make some food, and then you feel like you actually aren't a wild piece of shit who's just sitting around eating fucking uh um, you know, shell crunch. Can I can I say another food thing within this ad? Is yeah. that fuck it. I've been going crazy, man. I've been ordering twice a day for the past week you're young though you can do that kind of shit well you can't do it no what's gonna happen oh i just i just break listen two two three days there's visible bloating i start sweating like i can't fuck around yeah get msg pouring out of your eyes it's fucked up man it's fucked up no it's it's no good my metabolism shot um so hello fresh is good for this because you know you don't have to eat 
like I remember being young and eating just like literally eating fucking dog shit. Like literally just mm. injecting preservatives into my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I would just eat like or, or remember like the my real young lean days when my first apartment, like top ramen. Like I remember cooking top ramen uh-huh. and being like, I'm actually being like, damn fool. Yeah, I'm actually a chef. Tongue. Like yeah. Just, <laughs> just whipping the ramen and like and whipping the ramen and putting extra shit in it and being like, I'm actually a chef. Yeah. And then one day I learned how to cook rice. And this, uh, my homegirl is proving girl was like, here's how you cook rice. She broke it down. She's like, here's how you do it. Once I figured that out, I was like, I'm basically a genius. You ever put the coconut milk in there? No, I never Jesus did that. Jesus, fool. That's really? the one. That's the okay, one? Coconut milk and a little bit, little vegetables, like some peas and tiny carrots. Yeah. Whew, you're on. You're on. That's next level <laughs> rice. Seriously, man. I used to, you don't want to hear something funny? Sidebar from HelloFresh. I used to, uh, back in the day, when I was heavy into graffiti, probably around your age, a little younger. 23. Yep. Um, yeah, still in my teens, there was the only paint that existed was Krylon and Rust-Oleum. Mm-hmm. Two, there was two companies you get, and then there's some other off-brand shit. The only paint that people use was Krylon and Rust-Oleum. That shit's hard to manage, and it had a it had a Krylon had a, all the colors, but there was like colors you couldn't get. Yeah, this guy from Chicago came. This dude named Agent. He came over, and he brought our crew. He came over and he brought our crew a secret. He goes, you guys want to know how to mix paint? And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? He showed us how you mix paint. And what you do is you take one can and you put it in a thing of boiling water and you heat the pressure on the can so it's like boiling. And you get the um, you get a WD-40 cap with a straw and another cap. Mm-hmm. And you put it between two cans and you press one can and it shoots paint into the other can. That's crazy. And man. we would make these custom colors. And I would do this in my house. And the fucked up part about it is that I had this paint-stained huge fucking pot and i would mm. cook my food out of there too because i just didn't give a shit yeah like I, I literally did not have any i had no sense of any kind of like fear for my health or my safety at any point at that period of my life you were my consuming 20s. paint i was literally consuming paint like <laughs> that's eating, insane just mixing paint yeah. in my house i was like i'll do anything for fucking graffiti <clears throat> i'll fucking i lived by a yard i would get up everyone sleep in my house we'd get up and go crush the yard we go bombing like it was my entire Everything in my life was directed towards this one thing, which was graffiti for a very long time. And uh, it's, a, it's a tough life. Was it all worth it? Yeah, it's all worth it because if you can... I, yeah, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't change the thing I did. I mean, I think there's some like... You know, I, did, I made some dumb decisions. I went a little hard. I partied too much. Um, you know, I don't have regret, uh, but graffiti was like... I think to this day, I'm still connected to that time I spent as a, as like a graffiti writer. Like it was the first thing I dedicated my life to Yeah. where I was like, this is it. I'm doing this. And it was, and then I think doing that one time has allowed me to figure out how to do it in other periods in other parts of my life and being like, okay, I'm going to hyper-focus on this thing now. No, yeah. Me too. I probably was most into it when I was like 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to like risk my freedom, even though I'm like a kid. Yeah. I have like a good family. I was like, I'm going to go ham and do some dumb shit. Yeah. And now it's, I still do that, but with interviews. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I still like catch, I feel like I'm catching spots. That sounds hella corny, but like, I feel like no. I go and do crazy shit with like the same sort of logic. Like anyone that writes shit. knows, knows that it's crazy too. What you were saying about how like your homies would give you like technology advice. Yeah. You had to actually do it. This full yeah. uh, revoke was saying that he used to go to like the, the grocery store and take the aerosol cap off of every yep. single product and then put them in a bag and yep. like, figure out which one worked. That's how we got, so that's like how we got caps underground game that like took, like you had to know somebody kind of like one of those crew changes that they have for like freight hoppers. Right. You have to know someone to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Everything was like that. Like you stole your paint, you stole your caps. You tried to figure out somebody would find out. Like, I remember there was like, um, 
there was a hairspray and a shoe cleaner that had the great softball caps and you find the mm-hmm. softball and you're like, this is the cap. People would have like one cap and they'd be like, I got to clean my cap out. You know, now you get like, <laughs> like I still have buckets full of caps that I'm never going to use in the, mm-hmm. in the closet and I can't throw away because it's like, there's still a part of me that's just like so excited by having that many caps. That's why I like I'll hoard pornography because yeah. when I was a kid, I couldn't get it. And now I can have as much as I want. I'm just like, I want to hold it all. I want to control it. For you sure. Know? And I, um, about graffiti, I don't, I don't talk about it very much, but yeah. like the reason I think it's always been sicker than like skateboarding and like punk and shit like that even though it's all connected yeah it's like at the end of the day like you have to break the law and like put yourself in that spot like mental spot to like yeah. paint graffiti right whereas like you could be like a gentrified something musician skater or whatever like graffiti like you still have to put in work like regardless but so now I saw it differently but there's like now there's ways you ever seen this dude alec monopoly no nah, oh shit okay this is the exact thing you're gonna experience it now that you live in la is this is like when you when people shit on LA, this is a guy, he's like the weaponized, horrifying, emblematic vision of what LA is to people that hate LA. Alex Monopoly? Alec, A-L-E-C Monopoly. He's, he's like a herb. No, it's not even like a herb. Like yeah. there's like he's not even a toy. He's like he's it's so crazy when you look at when you look this dude up that you can't even believe that it's you're not being it's not a prank. Like he's like a he's like a rich dude who wears a top hat. And he covers his face and he paints the Monopoly man and he's wildly successful because he comes from money and he just, his Instagram is him like painting in like Louis bags and like doing these like really shitty fucking street art. And he's like recognized as an artist and he's carried in galleries and every once in a while, like I'll just go and pull shit and send it to my homie and be like, check out, check out what Alex up to. Is he catching illegal spots? I don't think he ever does an illegal spot. No, it's all, it's all paid for. But like every writer in the world that hates his guts who knows of him. And you know, I'm not here to spew hate, but it's like so horrifying. Like if you look at his whole shit, it's like everything that's wrong with, with people in, in the, in the internet, in one person as a street artist, right? Like it's, and it gives the whole thing. Like, I mean, street art is pretty shit except for like a couple dudes, you know, like I'm talking not you know, I'm talking about like actual, like, Artist, three artists, you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty fucked up. Alfonso shit is pretty dope. Yeah, those dudes, yeah. those yeah. yeah, like there's dudes that are legit, and there's dudes that are like artists, and they just have them do it in the street. Yeah, but this guy is like basically like it's like he it's like he literally paints with like he, he he's the kind of guy who would like use a graffiti font like a, oh a, we're at like graffiticreator.com shit. yeah like it's it's beyond <laughs> like that would be too good for him yeah I mean I would venture to say that street art is my least favorite thing in the world. It's horrible, right? It's yeah. a nightmare. Every, every element to it. I look. I fuck with Banksy though. I fuck. Oh yeah, that's the homie. I fuck with Banksy. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. It's like the lying homie. Yeah, yeah. We used to, we used, yeah, we used to cool. kick it. <laughs> no, he's cool though. We used he's to cool kick though. it. I mean, he got a little. You know, he's kind of <laughs> off the shits now. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Hello Fresh. You know, you got. You got. The thing is this. Uh, Hello Fresh is America's number one meal kit. All right. <laughs> and the other thing about HelloFresh is uh, you can save time. There's variety, sustainability, and flexibility, and you're giving back. And I'm listen. I know I'm reading from this thing, and 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 uh, it it might seem like I'm being insincere, but like I low key fuck with HelloFresh, and I would love it if HelloFresh would send me some free shit because we want free shit because all our money goes to pay Jason when we read these ads. I'm just being transparent because we tell the truth because we're the powerful truth angels. And the thing is about HelloFresh is they offer many delicious options every week to help you break out of your recipe rut and try new things. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and kid-friendly recipes. HelloFresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients so you can make meals that are delicious and nutritious. And over 90% of ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure that the freshest recipes are delivered to your door. That's farm to table, my dude. Whoa. Whoop! There it um, is. 
It helps you eat more sustainably. It's flexible for your lifestyle. And they're committed to giving back. I love HelloFresh. I want to stop paying for it. I want them to send me free shit. Uh, I, I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there. But whatever. I'll still buy it. I fucking love it. It's the best. I made some beautiful beef little cutlet thing with the rice. And the whole thing is fucking wonderful. Anyways, um, I don't know why I waited so long to do it. You know, And the, and the call to action is uh, go to HelloFresh.com, PTA80. And use code PTA80 to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Go to HelloFresh.com, PTA80, and use code PTA80 to get a total of $80 off your first month. Go to HelloFresh slash PTA80 and use code PTA80 to get a total of $80 off for your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Now that you moved into your new house, oh, you yeah. might want to get some HelloFresh. Sure. Maybe maybe jump off the pan. <clears throat> well, can't use any. Can't say that. Maybe jump off of other shit you might be eating and get some HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. So... You pulled up to the Born and Raised Dodgers I did. It was, shit, it was hella sick. Which is dropping the same day that this is dropping on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That was tight that you came. Everyone like... I love that the reaction where half the people knew who you were yeah. and half the people were like, who is this gentleman in the brown suit? Yeah. The best part about my day was this. You ended up with B.G. Perico. Yeah. Super Crip. And the whole time he's trying to get you to throw up his set. Yeah, he was trying to put me down for Crip the whole time. Yeah, he's just trying to get the you to start Cripping. He's, like, you need to, you need, he's, he's like, like, you like, you need Crippin' in your life. He's like, you just moved out here, I got you, bro. I was just like, no, every fucking, he would pause the street, like, hey, Gangsta Drew, throw up Crip. And I'm like, no, cuz. <laughs> got you, Gangsta Drew. Yeah. And the funny thing is you already say cuz, and out here cuz is a Crip thing. You yes. know that? But if I could, you know, no one is gonna think I'm a crip. No, 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 because no, a lot of people say "cuz." A lot of people say "cuz," but not. But out here, it's a definite crip thing to say "cuz." What's definitely a thing to say? If I said "what's up, blood," (laughs) that's way worse because "cuz" is cousin. Very definitive. Blood is not short for anything else. What's up, bloodling? Yeah, that's Um, what I mean. White boys on Fairfax do say shit like that. Oh yeah, white boys on Fairfax say all kinds of shit. They're crazy, man. So yeah, and the best thing about it was when you were. Okay, we kept doing this. We were doing this shot where we just kept doing the same shot over and over. And you're in a setup with B. Perico. Yeah. And you're interviewing him. But you didn't have, your mic wasn't wired. You just had a mic. Every time I came past with a camera, you guys were deep in conversation as yeah. if you were being interviewed. But there was no sound on the camera. We were just talking. You were just talking. Yeah. And, but it was like every time I came by, he'd be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The thing is, and he'd just be like woofing some shit. And you were yeah. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're connecting on a wild frequency because, you know. He's just like a funny ass dude. He's funny he as has shit. A really good storytelling style. No, he, but dude, LA's been so sick, man. Like, I'm so excited to have a backyard and an iMac and roommates with AC, central AC, unlike this crib. I know. This is <laughs> fucked. And I got a bicycle. I went on a sick ass date last night. I'm going to Vegas in two hours. I'm about to buy a Subaru tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, the thing about BG, too, is that I just met him that day mm-hmm. and he looks mean as fuck on the internet. Like, yeah. he looks like a dude who is going to give you a hard time. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to be easy to work with. And as a matter of fact, he was cool as shit. He was super easy to work with. He was very chill and he was funny as fuck. Super funny. Right. People showed me mad love out there, man. Yeah. It was sick. Yeah. You know? Cause it, like, I, I just like people like that. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, you remember whenever I walked in, that dude was like, Andrew, and it was some Seattle fool. Oh, like, Salem. Yeah Salem. yeah. Salem. Salem. Yep. Yeah. It was crazy. He's like, I haven't seen since you were 14, bro. Like, oh, you know him from back then. Uh huh. He's like, last time I saw you, you had braces and you were like talking about Molly. <laughs> like, did he know you did the all gas shit? Yeah, he was oh, a he fan. Did. Okay, cool. It's like the homie's half brother as well. That's so tight. Yeah. It's such a small, like you just, it's such a small world, man. The way you connect with people and, yeah. and you know. 
You know, it's hella funny because everyone talks about how LA is so fake. Like yeah. that's the that's like the American perception is they see like TikTok influencers and yeah, yeah, yeah. stars, but LA is actually just people here are just more upfront with it. Yeah, like they'll tell you if they fuck with you and like how they measure your value socially. Yeah. Whereas New York's the same, but everyone in New York's trying to act grimy. Right. You know, so it's like cool. everyone's pretending to be poor. You know, everyone's shit. like, oh, I got this shitty Bushwick studio apartment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're paid out the ass. Yeah. In LA, people be like, I have a beautiful home in Bel Air. Come right. through. And I right. like that better. Right. I kind of like True. LA more than New York nowadays. I mean, in New York, they're like, I, I have had the same pair of Converse for yeah, four years. Like, and they're oh like, God, super rich. Out the, cl- out the closet, off the J train. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so dark and fucking grungy and shit. You're like, fool, yeah. you have eight trust funds. Relax. Right. You know what I mean? No, I mean, the thing about LA is this is that all the people that, that make LA shitty are the people that move here mm-hmm. and who try to pretend to like they saw Entourage and they want to live that lifestyle or whatever the new version of Entourage is on Instagram yeah. and they want to be that dude and it's like real cornballs from fucking Minnesota pull up and they're just like they just look you know they're wearing ma- it's just fucked up people have like the Pharrell style hats out here like the Sydney Australia hats where oh, it's yeah. like flat and it's like pastel colored yep. LA is low-key a little bit behind in like the high-end fashion world yeah. Like in the way of like when you go to West Hollywood, like some of those streets, people dress pretty fucking bad. Expensive, but like. Yeah. Oh, bad. Because in New York, people dress so good. They dress so good. Even Traditionally, we've always been behind fashion in New yeah. York. The, th- the funny thing about it, though, is that L.A., all the all the um, apparel shit moved to L.A. because all mm-hmm. the factories shut down in New York. All the apparel companies came out here. But we're still like there's a lot of ways in which New York is is always been cool. I love New York so much. My mom's from New York. Yeah, me too. I, when I every time I go. Your mom's from New York? No, but I'm, I love New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your mom's my mom okay. yeah. um no i i love it every time i go out there i'm like this is the most like vibrant beautiful energetic city i've ever been to yeah. but but for the price i pay for my place which has two beds and a couple of baths i'd live in half of this living room in new york of course it's just more pedestrian friendly yeah you know it's just you know more easy to navigate but now but people were like appropriating hell la shit in new york yeah everywhere really Hell yeah, bro! Like, huh. like the fine line tattooing style. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah! I can see that. Like dicky shit. But but Pendletons and shit. Oh yeah, but but New York's gotten like the the disease of like hyper cool whatever the fuck it's called now like the the shit that happened in bushwick the shit that happened in yeah. silver lake you know like yeah. a few years ago it was guys with curly mustache riding fucking hoop bikes and right. dressing like sailors you know and i'd be like you're really dressed in a costume whatever that thing is yeah i think that thing died it kind of died I, huh I, it's still in like oklahoma city right you know what i mean and like right. milwaukee you'll still right. see like the tall bike mustache guys right but now hipster whatever that even means hipster, at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to say hipster but yeah it's, it's like, like a fried term because it's, it's such a fried a wide t- spectrum of people like <laughs> when you say a hipster it's like oh shit aren't we kind of hipsters too like right, right, you can't right. be out here like man i fucking hate hipsters like so yeah. what do you want yeah like it's always fools who've been in echo park for more than five years yeah who are like oh man this shit's fried now I'm, yeah i'm looking at them and i'm like what <laughs> yeah like what are you doing yeah dude? was it what about before you was it yeah. fried then i don't know because now you have a $300 vintage t-shirt instead no, of like... Gentrification is huge. I want to start covering more shit about that in my videos. Oh, yeah. It's ma- it's massive and it gets swept under the rug, especially well, during this whole protest movement. Yeah, and I, I also am like... Because you know, that's a lot of what the Born and Raised platform has been about, anti-gentrification. They're all from Venice, right? Yeah. What happened there? Oh, man. In Venice... Like I remember being a kid and starting to look at... Like paying attention to what homes cost. And mm-hmm. I remember like when I was young, it was like, yo there's a house on the street that's $300,000. And we, we were like, what the fuck? Like, we couldn't even believe it. We thought that was the most fucking terrifying thing in the world. Like, I'm never going to be able to live here. And that was, you know, a long time ago. And then, like, five years later, that same house was, like, $1.5 yeah. And the way it worked with in Venice is that people were buying, like, it doesn't turn in, it's not just about, 
people moving into a neighborhood. That's not gentrification. Gentrification, like you moving into a neighborhood is not gentrification. What's gentrification to me is when a real estate company comes and buys 30 homes, revamps them, and then flips them and sells them to people from outside the neighborhood at yeah. a crazy absorbent price. Sure. And it's it's a craze, right? Yeah, the developers are definitely the sharks. Yeah. You know, those people who just come in. So Venice in the 90s, what was it like? Was there still like a tourist gift shop destination or was it kind of like cutting? Everything. Okay. Venice is like, the boardwalk was what it was. Just, just the boardwalk on a Sunday, more people in Disneyland. I'm talking like the entire boardwalk. Yeah. The entire width of the boardwalk packed, packed the fuck out. Just, and it was like, it was the most fun you'd ever have. Like you didn't have, if you lived in Venice, you just go to the beach, you mm -hmm. go to the boardwalk for the whole day. And you just, you just in like a, you're just in a fucking, a tornado of people and weird shit and girls and pit bulls and dudes. I remember dudes rolling around with like, full lace jumpsuits with snakes on their neck. Just like the most wild because everybody from the inner city would come to Venice and everyone from like all the tourists would come to Venice. It was yeah. just like... It sounds sick. It was crazy. So was that the go-to? Like were you and Sponto would go to kick it when you were younger? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like, but Sponto was like, we had different paths. Like he was, right. he's, I'm, I'm older than him and he was a gangster. Yeah. And I remember seeing him and I'd be like, I remember seeing him as a kid and him and his, him and his, him and his ace who's like locked up for life now. And I remember seeing them be like, those kids are fucking trouble. Like they're just like, they're like, I was a bad kid, but those were bad kids. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, they were like, you know, like when you're doing, you know, when you start becoming like a juvenile delinquent and yeah. you're figuring out where you're going to be and you, f you click up with this crew for a day or two and you're like, oh shit, no, these guys are too scary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I remember doing that as a kid, like being like, I'm going to go fucking hang out with these guys and steal car stereos. And then you end up and you do that. And you're like, it's cool. And then they end up doing some other shit. They're like, we're going to go break into a house right now and fucking home invade somebody. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 I'm, I'm good, dog. Like, so who are like the scariest fools you clicked up with for a day or two? It was guy. I mean, I don't know their names, but it was, it was that exact kind of thing. Yeah. Like I remember one time we were, we had these. You know what shatter rocks are? Uh -uh. It's like you break up a spark plug, and when you throw it at a car window, it just goes. It makes like a soundless, like, whoom, like it makes this noise, and the window just dissolves. Mm -hmm. And something about spark plugs, that little ceramic piece. And and we go to this guy's house in his garage, and he would give the kids a bunch of shatter rocks, and he'd say, "Okay, now go get me like ten pullouts, and I'll give you twenty bucks a pullout, which is a pullout stereo." Yeah, I'm really dating myself. So we go out on our bikes, and we have a thing full of shatter rocks. And I didn't I didn't make a career of this. I did it a few times, and I was yeah. like, Ugh. and um, and I would you know throw the shatter rock in the car window and get the pullout, and then take it to his house for twenty bucks. And like it was kind of like exciting, twenty bucks for a kid at that age. Yeah, it goes a long way. And I remember doing that stuff. And then it was like, and I'm hanging out with that group of kids. And then it was like, okay, well, let's go do some other shit. And then they're talking about, well, let's start breaking into houses. And it just started getting like more creepy and scarier. Where yeah, it's like, for sure. yeah. And if someone's there, we'll do this. And I'm like, what do you mean we're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, ah, you know. Yeah, like, I, I had a similar experience. Like, I went to the school, Washington in Seattle, which was in the CD, which was like the frontier of hella gentrification there. And I had yeah. this group of friends who, like, we were all into, like, I just moved from Philly in fifth grade. So, like, I don't know. I just like connected with like different kinds of people. I was like kicking it with everybody because Seattle was just different from what I was used to. Yeah. And uh, these kids, like, we'd like, we'd like rap together. We'd go to the studio and then gradually they just started doing like weirder shit. Like, we started by just like, we would just, we were like prank kids. So we'd just take big ass boulders and walk by people's cars and just throw it in the windshield. Yep. Just like no, no money. Just yeah. like yeah, only yeah. for fun. Yeah. And we would like fucking pull our pants down in, in like Westlake Center downtown and just start like pissing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like pre graffiti, pre criminal hijinks. Where yeah. you knew you just like wanted to fuck with people but weren't sure how. Yeah. If you wanted to like profit in any way, socially yeah. or financially. Yeah. And so then like started getting bikes and stuff like that. And then like we used to do this thing where they would have me like knock on the front door of people's cribs while they like went in the back 
you know, because right. we it was wild to see he was gentrifying. I'd be like, "Hi, does you know Seamus still live here?" Like, uh, <laughs> and they'd be like, "How many Xboxes? Whatever. How many this right. that?" Oh yeah. And it just got weird. And like one time, they sent me on this mission where they took like a, a stick of Old Spice and put it in the microwave so it gets really hard. Put it into a vial, and they're like, "Oh, go serve this like fiend." And I was like, no. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm not. You're like, I'm drawing the line. I'm like a 13-year-old white kid with like this level of Jufro. Like, I'm not going right. to go down and try to sell a fiend a, right. a, five, a vial of crack. Right. And so I stopped kicking it with them. Made the right choice because like they all ended up basically in jail. And they would get out and they would call me. And I'm thinking they had like been rehabilitated because I was 17. I thought that maybe like some type of uh, rehabilitation comes from jail. I was like right. a kid. Right. They'd call me and be like, hey, man, how's it going? We talked for like five minutes. And they'd be like, what's your bank account number, bro? Yeah. And I'd be like, what? They'd Let me like, hold on. Oh. They're like, I just got this big ass check, but I can't cash it because yeah. my girl's mom is tripping. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to give you that because I don't even have a bank account because I'm right. a kid. And so, like, they would just call me like 10 times a day up until my like late teens, be like, what's your bank account info? <laughs> they all went to jail for scamming. And then, fucking, uh, <laughs> what's your dad's social security six number? Six months ago, I get a random call. And the homie's like, yo, it's whatever. Um, I can bleep that. And he was like, yo, man, like, I haven't talked to you in a while. Like, I got a kid now. I'm the manager at T Mobile or whatever. He's like, I'm doing fucking good. Like, and we talked for 10 minutes. I was like, you know, because I had smoked weed with him the first time. He's like, remember when you first hit that blunt? And you asked me if you swallowed fire. Like, we had all these positive <laughs> memories. He's like, remember you and me made that song and then threw those eggs out your mom's 10 story window and like cracked that bald fool in the head? Like, yeah. all this good shit. And so we're like, ah, oh, getting to the end of the conversation. And he's like, anyways, bruh, what's your bank account number? No. And I was like, no fucking way. No. And I was like, dog, is this really happening? And he's like, yeah, man, I got a big ass cashier's check. I just can't put it in by myself because, you know, the IRS is going to flag me. And I was like, damn, after all this time, Doug. You got to give yeah. him points for persistence. It was amazing. I fuck with that. Yeah. Like at the last minute, you're like, oh, he finally broke through. He's a normal person. He's like, yeah. What's your social security number? Uh, there's something about being that age like at that age you have all these hormones in your body mm -hmm. you still don't know how to hook up with girls yet and you just become like a wild destructive creep yeah. and like the right people coming hard that's how people end up in gangs right like yeah you're in a shitty neighborhood you're fucking full of hormones all the all the big homies look cool as shit right and you know that aggression has to get channeled definitely i think the best way to learn is just to get socked Right. I mean, every time I've probably gotten punched in the face like three times in my life. Yeah. That first experience was like right behind Washington Middle School. They have fights every day. Yeah. Right. So I'm pulling up in the full Elmo outfit. You know what I mean? Right. Elmo hoodie, <laughs> Elmo hat. You know what I mean? I'm pulling up like, all right, let me watch the fight. Right. Yeah. So these fools are fighting and I'm getting way too into it. Right. Yeah. I'm commentating like a Joe Rogan. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sock that fool. Like, get him. Right. Yeah. And so like this dude turns around and he's like, you said get who? And I was like, oh, I was just commentating. I'm just yeah. watching the fight, man. Yeah. And he's like, that's my brother you're talking about. Yes. And I was like, oh shit, word. And uh, everyone was like, you better run, white boy, whatever, whatever. And before I knew it, I'm just getting fucking slumped. You know what I mean? Like hella bad. Yeah. I'm like bleeding. I run into the red apple, the store right there. And I was like, somebody call my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I called my dad. I was like, dad, dad, I got jumped, whatever. Da, da, da. Yeah. And then the next day I got to school and uh, my dad was like, you got to file a uh, you know, report with the administrators. You got to get justice for yourself because you got your ass beat out there. Like you don't deserve that. You're just a kid. Yeah. And so like, I remember while I was filing the report with Miss Jones, who was the administrator, um, she pulled out the yearbook and was like, I need you to point out the dudes who did this to you. Oh yeah. And I was like, word. And I remember while I was about to point one of them out and these fools walked right by the office yeah. and like looked at me like, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I don't think these guys even go to this school. Nice. I, I can't point them out. And Miss Jones was like, you don't have to do this, Andrew, like just snitch. And I was like, no. <laughs> and so that day I, I was crying still, you know, cause I was in seventh grade and I just got my ass beat. Yeah. And I walk outside the doors of the school and the same fool who like beat me up 
came in like dap me up. He's like, I appreciate you. Oh, really? Yeah. You learned a lesson. And so you learned how not to snitch. Isn't that crazy? How those little like mini traumatic experiences with big homies just it's crazy, man. It's part of your like it's part of your makeup. Like yeah. I, I can remember every time I've been jumped and beat up. Yeah. I used to I remember I used to go to this uh this liquor store by my house, which was on uh Abbott Kinney in California. It was like there was like the hood, which is like this square area of like Abbott Kinney, California, Rose and Lincoln. That was pretty much the hood. And then the outskirts you know, had its pockets, but that was like the concentration in Venice, right? Like one of the major hoods. And I lived like right outside and I'll go play, I go play video games and it, like you, you don't know shit, right? You, you know, you pick, you start learning about what the gang shit is. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I remember like, you know, the Crips would regulate there and like, you know, some kids would say some shit and like the kids would say like, I remember this one kid was like, I'm a, I'm a cuz blood. And the script's like, what, you're what? And like he's just saying both things at once because he's just a kid. And he's like a cuz blood. Yeah, he's like I'm a cuz blood, and this this crip just fucking went nuts on him, right? He beat his ass. Uh, he did. He almost beat his ass. He didn't for some reason. He must have been like the the homie's little brother. He like gave Word. him a little bit of a pass, but yeah. like I remember like these little lessons. Other, I'm like, okay, I'm never gonna say that. Yeah. And sure. uh, and somewhere around that time, I'm playing a video game. I'm playing this video game just like a little kid, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, 11, 12. Just, ooh, like big ass glasses, fucking. <laughs> Just fucked up. And I'm playing this video game. And this crip comes and just like shoves me off the game, starts playing. I don't know any better. I shove him back off the game and like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And I'm playing. And next thing you know, like I'm just like dazed and my glasses are on sideways. I'm like, what just happened? I was like, oh, you got socked. Like, yeah. you know, like you remember those moments of like getting socked in the face. Yeah. Like what that's really like. And um and getting jumped too. I would get jumped, like, you know, you just it was just like like if you're if you're in a, if you're in high school with a bunch of gangsters you're kind of like practice. Like I remember gangsters would approach. I had this buddy of mine, uh, this dude canal rat. And he said that this one Chola would come up and try to fight him all the time. I think for practice and right. canal rat could fight. Yeah. And you know, he was a surfer and he was, and this dude would just come fight him like on the low. Sounds like some GTA San Andreas shit. Like right. he walks past you every day. and was like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we're going to fight. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. And like, you know, it could go bad. Cause if you beat one of these dudes up, you can get fucking stabbed or shot, right. you know? And like, they would just, you know, like they'd have to deal with real shit where they were at. And then with fucking with us was like, there's no consequences. We're not in a gang, right? Yeah. They're not really going to like, you know, um, I remember there was a moment too, where I got jumped. I was, uh, this is a funny story. I, I, again, talking shit my whole life. Mm. I was playing baseball. This is at Mark Twain, my junior high. And I was talking shit to this dude, this little dude. And I was like, your, your team sucks. You fucking suck. Ah, like laugh, clowning mm. him. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to get you on the streets. And I go, ah, you ain't going to get nobody nowhere, you fool. And three months later, he got jumped in the gang, in the Cholo gang, right? Yeah. In Venice. And he was a member. And he remembered that shit. It was like three months later. I had totally forgotten. I remember seeing him in the hallway. And he was, uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'll, we'll pick this up later. Yeah. Our guest is here. Wait, we need the cans. We have a guest today. Yeah. All right. So I'll continue with that story yeah. while he sets this up. For sure. So what happened dude, in the hallway? He point. He's, he sees me in the hallway. I see the same dude, but now he's a cholo, right? Mm -hmm. And he sees me, and I see him, and he's he's mad dogging me. I'm like, why is this gangster looking at me? Mm -hmm. It's not a it's not a good thing. And uh, and I'm just saying, like, what's going on? And then the whole day he kept mad dogging me. He's just he's crispy white tea, Vicky's yeah. a whole nine. And all right, so I go through the day. I'm like, nothing happened. I ride my bike home. I see a bunch of cholos, a bunch of the homies, like some of them I knew. So I'm like, I'm gonna ride my bike through this crowd of dudes like i usually do because we're all cool yeah i ride my bike through the crowd of dudes and that dude's in the crowd and then i get jumped by everybody yeah everybody Damn. and Was then, this the same people this bonto kicked it with yeah his yeah. people yeah. but like different generation yeah. right but um and i and i rode my bike through and then i got jumped and it was the dude who i dissed his 
baseball team like three, four months ago, and it stuck in his head. And he's like, Damn. the first thing I do when I get put on, I'm going to fuck that dude up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I it's remember hard. I was like trying to defend myself. And uh, he they had my bike. And mm-hmm. I had my, it was like my bike was in the air. Like I'm like holding on the bike with one hand. And my other hand, I'm like trying to like punch them back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and they're getting mad that I'm trying to hit them. They're like, you're trying to hit us, homie. And like, and, and they're just walking around me in a circle. Right. And like just punching me from different angles. And then the dude, the little guy, he just waited and he just waited and he just went pap and just knocked me out. Knocked you out. Knocked me out. And I woke up with my, I woke up like looking at the sky with my hand on the bike, just like and feet. It's like, like a and, whip it mode. You yeah. Know what I'm <laughs> full whip it, like full whip it seizure. And, and then I had the, my homeboy Gary Green and this dude Rafi and some of my homies, big dudes, right? Yeah. They were like, they got all hyped up. They're like, fuck that. You know, and they were like, fuck this fool. And like, well, let's go get him. They were all, we all piled into a car. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> and we all piled the car. And Rafi is this Armenian dude. And Rafi puts on like NWA to get us hyped up. So he's bumping yeah. NWA, you know, and we're driving around his like Honda. And we're like, we're going to get this guy. And, and like, we started doing it. And I'm all hyped up. And I was like, wait a minute, you guys, what the fuck are we doing? Do you mm-hmm. know how this is going to end? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're not, we 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 can't jump them. Like we're gonna get fucking slaughtered. Yeah. Like we're not gonna make it through this. Like we're gonna have to leave. You know. Like someone's gonna die yeah, if we do this. For sure. Like that's the whole purpose of a gang is to do this shit legit. Mm-hmm. And I talked them down, and I was like, we need to just put this to bed and take this one for the team. Have you seen that full since? No. Nah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Probably. I, my memory is kind of shot. I probably have seen him and like yeah. not known it's him. Sponto guarantee knows it. And Sponto knows everything about everything in that place. So he probably Venice. knows. Yeah. Yeah. He knows everything. He's like a, he's like a, he's like a walking fucking like story. I don't know what a storybook is. It was, yeah, it was sick to meet that dude. I'm stoked to have you guys on, on my podcast too. Oh, I can't it's wait. It's just going to be crazy, man. Can't wait. Yeah. I talked to Sponto yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting him. He has like, you know, cause he did the chemo. So yeah. sometimes there's days where he's like heads off and he'll just be like, I can't do it. And That's what he told me on the phone. He was like, yeah. give me 24 hours notice. Cause he might have some brain fog. Yeah. But even, even with brain fog, he just, it's in his head. Like yeah. he still is himself. Even if he's like a little fog, foggy, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Just, I mean, I had a really severe concussion like a year and a half ago. So oh, I, you did? I had brain fog for like four or five months. Oh really? So I know what it's like to just be like cognitively fucking rustled up you know how did you uh how'd you do that i was working at this old restaurant in new orleans called broussard's Mm -hmm. and they sent me into the attic to get like some plates and stuff like that Mm -hmm. they built these attics for like cajun frenchmen in the 1800s so it's just it's probably like five and a half feet tall right i'm running like full speed and i just ran my forehead into this like (laughs) sloped marble doorway curbed and i was like i was like i had like amnesia for a second right she was crazy bro it's the worst to injure yourself doing something stupid hey what's up john can hey, you hear how us? you doing? What up, man? Can you hear us? Yes, finally. Now I can hear y'all. Hell yeah. Uh, Josh, I want to introduce. I'm Two-Tone. This is Andrew. What's up? Good to meet you. You're a legend, man. Thanks for tapping in with us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So, we, uh, listen, Pog Nation, I, I want to mm-hmm. be, be a part of that nation. The, well, the first question I have is, <laughs> why is it a nation and not just like a, why is it Pog Nation as opposed to like, Pog World, Pog City, Pog Town. Why is well, we thought we thought me and my friend Kishley thought it was a good fit for the whole thing. You know, Pog Nation was something we came up with. Definitely. Something a little something that made more sense. Something that could fit to that type of brand. You know. Well, where where's the best place in the nation to locate the uh, the Pogs that you're interested in? Well, my best guesses are probably California, Florida. Yeah. 
or maybe even Washington. And where do you live? I live in Georgia. Mm. Not, not, not enough pogs down there. Shoot, hell no. Pretty much, most of most of them are pretty married. What? Let me ask you something. You got pogs. You got chongas. But you ever think about um, aguas? That's Asian girls with ass. I never thought about it, actually. Uh, you know, I I thought of it at once, but I've always kind of found pogs as the best fit, you know? So for those who don't know, what is a pog? A fat-ass white girl, that's what a pog is. When you say fat, are you talking obese, or are you talking more on the, the heavy side of normal? Actually, uh, you know, white girls with big asses, that type of thing. Mm. And what about a chonga? What does that even mean? A, a chonga is a Latino girl with a big ass, big round ass. How long, have you, how long have you felt this way about big asses? Because I, I got to tell you, it's been a long time for me feeling this way. <laughs> I've been feeling that way ever since I was about 14. Sounds I'm 22 right. years old. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 22 now. Was there a particular moment when you were 14 where you were like, this is what I like? Uh, pretty much. You know, I've always had a big love for white girls. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's pretty much particularly my type. Is there a hair, color, a hair color that you prefer? Well, there's blonde, there's red hair, there's ginger types, and you got blonde types, and there's brunette and dark hair. Those are all the types of hair. What do you, what do you think is the downside to loving pogs? Like, what's the what's wrong with pogs? Well, um, the role with pogs is you know, um, well, me and Keisha Lee have been trying to find some pogs to go live with, you know, on Instagram. And you know, we met a pretty you know well known, uh, famous people. Uh, there's Big Nietzsche, uh, Lil Yachty, uh, Lil House Foam. I even did a live video with him. I even did a, a live video with a white girl named Brooke Benz. Now she's she's pretty talented. I'll give her that. Now here's this is the kicker, that I, maybe we might be getting into this too early. You know, I heard you claim that you're a virgin. Yes, I am. I still am. Why? Well, I've you know particularly I'm kind of like. I never had a girlfriend before in my life. Never have, not once. And, you know, I never had no plan in my life. You know, I just been single for years of my life. I'm 22. Let's just say I just grown through a lot of rough, rough years, you know, since high school. Let's just say uh, I was just mainly not any girl's type. They just didn't like me. And, you know, this has kind of been that way ever since. But the way you, the way you passionately talk about pogs makes me feel like you're a pog. You've been, a, you're a veteran of running through them. Uh-oh. Hello, Keg. My friend Keisha Lee's on the line. What's up? I'd like to, I would Hello? like y'all to introduce my friend Keisha hey. Lee Evans. But we, but I call her Keg. What up, Kay? Everybody calls her Kay. What's hey, going on, guys? Kay's a, Kay is Josh's manager. Interesting. And best friend. Hey, guys. Are we, are we losing picture with this? Huh? 
She doesn't like to show her face to, sometimes. Let me put you That's guys fine. What what's the connection with Kay and you and managing you in the pog world? Well, me and her are friends. We've been best friends for nine months. Uh, We've known each other for quite a while. So it was, you know, we particularly came up with the idea. I've had people who gave me tips and ideas since now that I became famous and went viral all over the world. They thought about me capitalizing on the idea. Well, I mean, now that you're viral, I mean, you've got to have a ton of pogs in your DMs, like trying to contact you. Is that something that you, do you respond well, to the DMs? Well, we, uh, we did have some girls who inboxed me. It wasn't just girls, but we also had a lot of fans that inboxed us. And, you know, we, we just went on from there. We had girls who DMed me on Twitter, Instagram. So some girls actually kind of. It, what's the best? If a pog is trying to, you know, make their move on you, slide into your DMs, what's what's the best thing they could say? Like, what approach do you prefer? Well, either the best thing I expect from a girl is that they find me attractive. Yeah. If they want to, if they want to hook up, I'll let them hook up. You know, and if they want to date, they want to date. The, the particular reason I didn't expect to go viral, I just mainly just want a girlfriend. You know, like spend time with, you know, maybe have fun with, and all that. That sounds great. If you had a girlfriend right now, like, what, what's your uh, dream vacation, assuming that the, the, the world opens back up? You mean uh, my dream with a girlfriend? No, what is your dream vacation? Like, if you, were, if you had a pog girlfriend right now, where would you go if you can go anywhere in the world? Well, I would, <clears throat> if I had a pog, I probably would take her out, take her out, maybe head over to Atlanta, you know, have, a, you know, have fun, have me drinks, you know, we'd book a hotel room. Shit, we would just get get down onto it, and then you know you can go to maybe a fair, eat together, sleep together, maybe you know Netflix and chill, all that kind of stuff. I would probably take her. We'd probably head out to California, or maybe Florida at least, or hell, maybe even head out to a Caribbean cruise one day. Oh shit. Now we're talking. Okay. Keisha Lee is obviously occupied with something. I can tell. Yeah, that's but fine. She... Okay. No, no, keep it, keep it muted because we're getting a lot of feedback. So that's better. Right? Will that help? Better for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Keisha, could you mute yours just uh, so these, so there's less background noise for these guys? Yeah, we're getting feedback. Perfect. You there, Josh? Yes, I am. So what's what's the day in the life of, of uh, you know, because I follow Pog Nation and, uh, you know, what's it look like when you get up? The thing I don't understand, this is, let me back this up. With all these girls I see you with, how are you not getting where you want to get with these people? Because I feel like it would be, you're a good looking dude. You got the game of, of a man twice your age. And I feel like you should be able to land a pog, a changa, or or a um, in in uh, agua, as I've t- as I, the the term I've coined, an Asian girl with ass, mm-hmm. um, or any or any ethnicity with a big butt. And I feel like that you should know be- what? Go ahead. I have asked myself that same question over and over and over and over, many times over. I've always asked myself that same question, you know. 
I don't know. It depends on whatever. It depends on what their interest is. Shoot. Besides, there has been one particular girl I've been trying to deal with for the past several months, and I've been trying to trying, been trying to understand or comprehend what her interests really are. Mm. But shit, many other girls, you know, women are very complicated. That we that we all know. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on what they're looking for in life. You know, it's just kind of messed up all over. But but you know how women are. You know, it's just this and that. And, you know come and go you know yeah i feel like you come off like a player but the reality is you want one woman you want to settle down well the thing about it is when i went viral i kind of expressed out my old self you know i was just being myself at the time you know and you know i was being at myself when i first went viral i met these guys at a park told them what i like which is fat ass white girls, which is, you know, is my type, but, you know, but sometimes, you know, the future, the future itself, you know, comes in twists and turns, you know, I didn't expect for all of this to happen, but it came anyway, but, you know, I was just being myself at the time. And then after I went viral, that video has been still around ever since. And then that's when months later I met Kay. And, you know, we became friends. And then we created Pog Nation together. And what what do you think you know, is the future of Pog Nation? I'm about to ask that. Okay. Are well, we expanding to different countries? Well, I thought since I would use my own, uh, my own thing, you know, this whole fame thing I got going on and probably maybe transform it into maybe something a little different. Okay. But... Sometimes I feel like it won't last too long, but you know, we have been trying to like keep things up and running ever since. I mean, we're going to spread the word with this podcast. I'll tell you that much. I don't know what, I don't know if it's going to further the progressive internet clout, but I hope it does because I feel like you need some merch. Are you making merch yet? Me as an, Oh, yes, we have. We have sold T-shirts, uh, caps. We we have sold, uh, like, like many iPhone cases. We even created our own website. Okay. That's smart because I, I would definitely – I think I need something. I might have to check it out. I might have to purchase some Pognation merch. Oh, me too. You got any more right. questions? <laughs> no. No? You figured it all out. Yeah. It's, it's, Sorry for that. Pod Nation, bro. Yeah. He's got one goal, and that's that's to be the let me let me say perfect world. Joshua, if you could have all your dreams realized, I'm talking like the most fan, fantastical, crazy, beautiful dream ever you ever had in your whole life. What would it be? And just just shoot for the moon here. Well, the biggest dream that I would have. Well, well, my first goal was to go in the military, go in the army, get into college, you know, further my education and everything else. And then maybe one day, you know, once I've, you know, once, once God has bring me that girl into my, bring that girl into my life, I can just stick with it. And then maybe things will look up. Biggest dream 
was probably maybe owning a business, owning a company, making money. Also becoming famous was also part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Becoming famous is all of that. You know, that was one of my dreams that I wanted to make come to a reality. Well, I hope every one of those things happens for you, man. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Once, when I started gaining a name for my own self, you know, and a lot of people have called me many things. I've had people who called me Pog King, the Messiah. <laughs> Shoot. They even called me the legend. I was just about to say, that's what I would call you if I had one name. It'd be the legend. Mm-hmm. Keep it yeah. simple. <laughs> The, the type of thing I call myself is the new face of the future. That's what I call myself. That also applies, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any of you, Do you have any catchphrases you want to drop before we wrap this up? <laughs> Shoot. I couldn't think of any, actually. What about, the, what about the clip where you're talking about uh, pogs in the cars that they, that they don't have? You mean pogs in the car with me? You said, I no. remember I watched a clip where you're talking about these pogs, cars is always in the shop. Oh yeah, right. I guess I just said it. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm I'm really excited that we got to have you on, yeah. and we're gonna put we're gonna push your uh, we're gonna put the Pog Nation tag right here, boom, um, and follow Pog Nation if you want to know what's up with the the leader of the Pog the free Pog world, the legend, the king, the man with the Midas touch of the booties and such. That one's for free. Um, you know, and that's the man, Joshua, the Pog Nation master. The man. Thank you so much, Josh. Mm-hmm. If I had pogs inside of a car shop, I would just name it the Pog Shop. <laughs> uh I second that that uh that emotion. That that doesn't make sense. I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, man. Thank you for yep. coming on. Yeah, it was pretty fun though. Yeah, it's fun it was for fun. us too. Man. It was good I'm for glad us. You came on. I also wanted to address about that little strip party I had. What it was pretty fun, you know the, you know that little party I had. It was just all fun. Which which what? party is this? Yeah, one of my friends. It was one of my friends' party, but. I'm, you know, it may not may not have been pods, but you know, that sounds fun, man. Partic- I'm glad that you addressed it. Yeah, particularly my type is girls with big asses. That's my type. Copy that. Yeah. Loud and clear. Pogs. <laughs> All right, Joshua. Thank you so much. All right. I wish you our blessings in the pog world. <laughs> I thank you very much. Thank right, you. Have too, a good man. day. Thank you. Thanks, Kay. Thanks for coming on. That was a definite shift in energy. That was, was just a real interview. <laughs> the, the dynamic. I, lo- I love that kid, man. No, he's he's a bit, awesome. He he really knows what he wants. He does. I'm glad he addressed that party too. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, because something I, happened. Like the stripper party. Something happened. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to dig into his uh, Instagram to figure out what's going on. But Definitely. He's a fascinating cat. Uh, Raycon wireless earbuds, the best buzz that you ever stick in your ear. You got a Raycon because it's the best. I want a Raycon in my chest. Anyways, Raycon earbuds. I got to tell you something. They're fucking great. 
They're affordable, and they fit right inside your tiny little ear holes. They are ergonomically designed to fit inside your ear and pump whatever audio book, podcast, or your favorite album. What are you listening to? Listen to it on your Raycons. I got to tell you, using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them for less than half the price of the other guys, is the way to go. And that's why I recommend a little something called wireless earbuds from Raycon. Listen. I'm going to say listen, and I hope you listen. I like to say listen. When you listen, you listen. I listen with Earcon. I listen. <laughs> listen. I like to listen when I listen. And when I say listen, I listen. I listen with Raycon. I like to go hiking. When I go hiking, I like to put a little something in my ear holes to keep me moving. I go listen to a podcast. I listen to some music. Usually it's a podcast because I'm immersed. I'm deep in it. Pop the Raycons in. Nice and sleek, black design Raycons. They ergonomically fit inside my ear. They have six hours of playtime. They have seamless Bluetooth pairing and more bass than a goddamn 808 kick drum stuck inside your butthole. A tiny, tiny, tiny compact design. And the thing about this compact, ergonomic, ear-shaped design is it it isolates all the noise. And the Raycom earbuds are stylish and, and they're discreet. And there's no dangling wires or stems. Now, let me reiterate what I'm telling you. Wireless. Earpods. They go inside your ear. Earbuds. Wireless earbuds. They go inside your ear. Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and more bass than an 808 kick drum stuck up your ass. More compact design and a noise-isolating fit. Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet. No dangling wires or stems. The company was co-founded by a certain someone I like to call Ray J, who also co-founded the career of Kim K. And other celebrities like, I don't know, Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith, Mike Tyson, and Rich the Kid are wildly beyond obsessed with these products, which means they wake up and they Raycon. They Raycon at lunch. They put the Raycons in. They go for a swim. They put the Raycons in. They take a ship. Then they go home. They have dinner with their wives and they go see their mistresses or their Mr. Mans or their Mr. Theys. And then they have sex with Raycons in in a syncopated sexual orgy all linked in together having sex to the same song at the same time because all the celebrities know each other and that's how they fuck. Uh, give them a try. Raycom has a 45-day return-free policy, so you can make sure that the pair of wireless earbuds for you. For a limited time, get 15% off your order. Buyraycom.com slash PTA. That's buyraycom.com slash PTA for a special 15% discount on Raycom wireless earbuds. Be sure to check it out now while the big deal's running. Buyraycom.com slash PTA. That's raycon.com slash PTA. So in the, in the, in the, in the um, so here's what I, oh. I told you the whole story. Yeah, you told me. Okay. I'll tell you about the second time I ever got socked in the face. You want to okay. hear the story? Yes. All right. It's the first day of college, right? I'm, I'm living in the dorms. And yes. I had already like moved. I went to the school, Loyola University of New Orleans, which okay. is right next to the school Tulane, which right. is like a super rich kid. Like it's, it's in the South, but it's not a Southern frat school. Right. It's more similar to like a Connecticut, upstate New York, New England, like Vineyard Vines, rich kid, frat, Coke vibe. Gotcha. So they had this street Broadway that was all these frats. And me being from Seattle and like whatever background I had, I was like, all these kids are pussy. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. I was like, all these kids, like I can walk into any party and demand my respect. Yes. Because the big homie certified me. I'm yep. just like a kid. Yes. And then obviously, so I wa- I'm like with five dudes, right? And you know, ratios are a big issue at frat houses. Right. They don't want to have five dudes oh, pull yeah. up, especially five freshman dudes yeah. <laughs> with no chicks because yeah. that goes against their, their policy. Yeah. And so we walk in there, we start taking beers out of the fridge and they're like, hey, like, are you guys in this frat? And I'm like, fuck you. 
We start talking mega shit. We're like, you bitch ass fools. Think you can tell us what to do? And all these bros are like, yeah, what do you mean, pussy? Go outside. And we're like, fuck you fools. And then before we know it, like, we all just get our ass beat. And that's when I learned that squares can fight. That's the motherfucking truth. I have I have learned that lesson so many times. Like I remember going to I would go to places with a chip on my shoulder because of where I grew up. Yeah. And thinking I was fucking hard as nails, right? And you just go somewhere and you're like, I'm going to this. Like I remember going to Orange County as a kid. Yeah. And be like, these fools don't know what the fuck is up. I seen people get shot and killed and stabbed. Like I'm fucking, you know. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I remember going down there and realizing that these dudes, because they're not shooting, stabbing, and killing each other, they fight each other every day. And they're just splitting each other's heads on the regular. Like just Huntington like, Beach, like skinhead flip-flop guys? Totally, you're talking about? those dudes. Yeah. yeah, I remember going down there and like, because I had a homie that is from there. What up, Ray? And um, I go down there around 16 and I go there and I'd be like, you know, like being like, I'm the streetwise kid from yeah. the city. You guys are some fucking hicks. And I go down there and these dudes are just mopping each other up. And I'd be like, yeah. I'm cool on that like this shit is wild for sure like every dude in there had hands like there was no you know what i mean like yeah because those farm boys and those hick fools they have like big ass hands as soon as you get into the country the same thing with hawaii you ever been to hawaii Mm -mm. yo anytime you get around country folk because hawaii really is country right yeah it's just tropical but as soon as you get around country folk or people that live like near the land it's a different breed of human they're like it's not even like because in LA you'll you'll be like a lot of shit talking going back and forth yeah. and blah 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 a lot of fucking posturing and peacocking yeah out there it's just like you're just getting lumped yeah like, people it's are just, just fighting and, yeah but no one's dying no you know, it's weird because like it's hella true like in the city you can't really get jumped if you're like certified or whatever I mean right. people just won't tee off on you in a place where you're good to go right I mean maybe some like gnarly ass sixteen year old kid with an underdeveloped like pea brain. Right. Off like an ecstasy pill will like stab right. you for no reason. Right. You know, but it's like. Well, there's always the option yeah. here of getting like, you know, getting fucking shanked or shot and having a colostomy bag. Like out in those oh, places, shit. you know what I'm saying? Like there's always, that can always happen. Like when you see people fighting and shit, there's always that shit can pop up. So you're very wary. For sure. Before you step. But in, in other places where that's not really the go-to, these fools just be lumping each other up. Like it's just, yeah. it's crazy. Like even, even Maddie in Canada, like he just talks about like they, you know, like Maddie in Canada, him and his brother, got in a fight with cops and like his brother like broke a cop's jaw and like and they lived to talk about it because that's what they did i think it really is like a gun issue as well yeah like if you're in a city where there's guns like somewhere in america like la for example like you know that if you start fighting someone it could lead to your death but if you're out in fucking decatur georgia with like a bunch of hicks or whatever yeah and you start fighting them like you know no one's gonna pull out a a gun and spray you with it no one's gonna dump on you in like arkansas unless you're in like the hood but yeah, I don't know. Same thing in Australia, bro. I was I did a, like a semester abroad out there. Every night, million bar, bar fights in downtown. Melbourne. I've heard that, dude. Just going for it, yeah. and then they dap up after usually. Like, oh my my bad cunt, like you know. Oh, they, mate, you fucking rash cunt. Like, yeah, and like whoever won, it's like they dap. I've I haven't seen people fight and dap in the U.S. in a minute. No, I heard in Australia there's a street where all the bars are, and I heard this that they had to put in different pavement that was softer. Because so many people were getting knocked out and dying. Because they fight so much out there. That motherfucker's just like getting teed off on, yeah. hitting their head, done. I wonder what city that was. Because you know, Melbourne is kind of like the more like hipster, but it's also like lad, like Chav, like TNs and like Adidas sweatsuits and like head tattoos and they're heavily into graffiti. It's the same weather as San Francisco. Right. Whereas Sydney's like the same weather as LA. Oh, okay. And they got this lockout law now where bars have to close at midnight because of the noise complaints. Oh, really? It's 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 super wacky. I've never been to Australia, but I hear it's like I hear it's like flying around the world to go to Orange County. Yeah, I mean, I lived in like North Melbourne, which is hella sick. You lived there? Yeah, for oh, like wow. six months. Oh, Honestly, amazing. it's probably not worth visiting for the airfare alone. But once you're there, you can just pop over to like 
Thailand or Vietnam, hell, oh, cool. yeah. it's 400 bucks to get from Sydney to like uh, Saigon. That's why Thailand's full of Aussies and shit. Thailand's full of, but you know, I think of Australians and Argentinians and white South Africans and Israelis. It's they're they're always everywhere right. at different hostels. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know why. I think it's because like those are like the they're kind of like a rich islands. Yeah. Like if you think about white South Africa and you think about white Australia and then yeah. Argentina and like right. Israel, like they right. all have this sort of like privileged dot and like a sea of kind of like fucked up shit. Right. You know, like Australia used to be like Aboriginal like right. hundred years ago and right. everything to its like North, like Papua New Guinea and Indonesia is like very impoverished and super dense. So all these tourist cities, that's why I stopped traveling internationally a lot. Really? When I was 19 and 20, right after I got my graduation money, I blew hella bread going to like Amsterdam and Paris and Rome and Spain just to get wasted on the same beer in, in the same hostels with the same people. Right. You know? <laughs> right, right. You're seeing the same people everywhere. It's oh, yeah, because yeah. I think that, I don't know if it's like a conspiracy, but these travel agencies, they push people away from domestic travel and make them think like, oh, there's nothing to see out there. Don't go uh, to Nebraska. You won't learn shit. Don't go oh, to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Go to, uh, you know, the streets of Seville, Spain, however you pronounce it. Like, right. it's so beautiful. Right. But then fools come back, you know, they fly LA to Barcelona. They come back like, damn, it's different out there. Yeah. You know, there's no like reflection. It's just like it's right. different. <laughs> it's you know different. I mean? Oh, like they report back being like, oh, they, they speak Spanish and yeah. the, the buildings are different. Right. And I'm like, damn, thanks for telling me that because I couldn't have gone on Google Images and found out. <laughs> I did the same shit with the same people. But yeah, you like that's why people are so blind about issues in the US a lot in these coastal liberal cities. They don't spend enough time trying to go to like Central America, not Central America, Middle America. Yeah. And like talk to people. That's why our show has been tight because I get yeah. to go to like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. To a Trump rally and like have conversations with people who I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And then I realized that, you know, they're not so different from your average person. Right. They just have different levels of indoctrination. They got, they, that's exactly yeah. it. They got the different indoctrination. They just, they got like, they got this package of indoctrination. We right. got the other package. Yeah. Like, look at Portland. You yeah. think those people aren't indoctrinated? Oh my God. The whitest, most gentrified city in, in the country. It's all so The fucked. most radical. Right. No, it's yeah. the shit that's happening on the left and the shit that's happening on the right is both so fucked. Yeah. The only thing that I know is fucked up is like, yeah, motherfuckers are getting slaughtered by cops. That's fucked up. Right. And like there's a lot of injustice and there's a lot of institutionalized shit that's fucked up. Yes. Yeah. But all the other crazy, like all the other crazy hyper leftist and hyper right politics, it's all like, and it's so divided, divided right now. Like, like it's never been before. Yeah. And we've yeah. never been this divided in the, I mean, maybe since like what the civil war, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But my, my opinion about like the way things are divided is like, there is like the radical left, Yeah. but there's also a giant centrist left. Right. There's not really a centrist, right? No. Like, if you're a Trump supporter, like, you're buying in that, all that shit. All that like, shit. Like, QAnon conspiracy theories about child trafficking is the mainstream of, like, the Trump Facebook sphere. Right. My, gr my grandpa, who used to be, like, a Mitt Romney-era fiscal conservative, is now, like, thinks that Hillary Clinton is, like, shaving kids' faces off on the deep web. Right. She's a lizard. No, straight up. Yeah. Whereas, like, I that's what it pisses me off, you know, like... Trump always tweeting about like Antifa and stuff. Yeah. As if that is like the armed wing of the whole left. It's like, dude, most of the left has Joe Biden signs in their yard. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what the majority left looks like. Those people didn't even really protest, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just yeah. want Trump out of office yeah. as if that's the only problem. Right. You know, like it's all about getting that Cheeto out of the White House. Right. Like he is just like, you get him out systemic issues. They just all collapse and everything's good to go. It's like step one. Yeah, maybe, but. I try yeah. not to get too political because like, I don't like to do that thing where I'm like, I'm a centrist. I hear everybody out because yeah. certain perspectives do have more validity than yeah. others. But yeah, there, it is crazy on the left and right. Yeah. But the, I think that the right shit is more scary. 
It's way more scary. Sure. And it's also, look, they just, the thing with the right is like you're either, you're either a QAnon person who believes in lizard people and adrenochrome and yeah. child farms, or you're just straight up racist. Like you have two camps to be in. Like there is, there is no like moderate version anymore. Right. Right. But that's because of how we've been, we've been so fucking manipulated by, from reality TV to social media. Yeah. Like that's the bridge. Like it started with television, reality television, the social media. And now we're just fucked. Yeah. And we're so easily manipulated and swayed. And, and like, you got also, you have a generation of people that doesn't know how to deal with social media. Right. Who are being manipulated by it. Like the Russian, that shit's real. The Russian bots are real. Like yeah. they're, they're putting so much information into people's faces. Like I've seen the documentaries and this shit. Like it's real. They're fucking swaying. Like they've yeah. been, they've been doing this shit. Like a Cambridge, you see the Cambridge Analytica doc. Is it about how Russia, is like putting conspiracy theories on the internet there yes yeah. cambridge analytica did it in in like three or four other countries before they did it in america yeah. more than that they did like uh latin american countries they did it in country in, in in just every every other country except for uk and america and they yeah. tried it out and every time it worked they use social media mm -hmm. they feed people information and they did it with trump this time yeah absolutely they hired cambridge analytica to do this shit and it fucking works like gangbusters because we're so we're so easily manipulated we're so malleable and we're so fucking dumb yeah that we just like whatever's in front of our face we believe right no one wants to read anything no one wants to you know and i'm dumb too like i do this shit also yeah i find it's, myself consuming a lot of fake news that are like maybe right. it's misleading news headlines or bullshit right. infographics that i'm like fuck i believe I believe that for a second. Right. And it's crazy because like the other day I went on YouTube and just out of curiosity, I watched a bunch of right wing talk shows. Right. And I was oh, yeah. like, holy shit, if you listen to enough of this, yes. like you start to feel like, oh, word. yeah, like because it's so like it's such an echo chamber. Yes. If you get lost in these algorithms. Yes. On Facebook or on YouTube, you start like having this like par these parrots in your head. One thousand percent. And then all of a sudden you've, you've like lost your perspective there's a thing on the daily called the rabbit hole which talks about that and yeah. it basically says if you start watching youtube clips the algorithm suggests other clips that like if you watch okay if you watch anti-police clips yeah. it starts suggesting more anti-police clips that keep pushing you further left and if you watch pro-police clips it starts suggesting more clips that push you more right and it yeah. gets more radical and it shows how this guy went from like watching things to be he became radicalized to the right because just from youtube algorithm shit like it's because yeah. the technology we're, we can't our brains our stupid fucking brains that just want to eat and fuck can't handle this yeah. like we're just we're, we're plugged into something that we have no concept of how to control and it's fucking us like yeah it's like look i live by social media like we live in there i live in that world but it's fucked yeah and it's not it's not good like, and and these algorithms they know who you are not to get on some crazy heady like surveillance state shit but yeah. like they know that i'm like a seattle kid yeah. who, who grew up around anti-police protesting yeah like they know that i'm from capitol hill they know yeah. that i was at the capitol hill occupied protest they know yeah. i have and they, they also know that i've spent time at trump rallies in the middle of middle america right. trying to listen to people and stuff like that right so i go on youtube and it's this weird ass mix for me where it's just like outrage clips like unarmed you know man shot by the cops right and then it's another one where it's just like like what you what the liberal media isn't telling you like, right it, it's terrifying especially in kenosha i've never seen such insane media coverage right like the way fuck, did you were you following that situation yeah yeah i mean just the the partisan media coverage was insane there was a like, moment when i don't know I'm, I'm not i can't speak on it like i'm not so uh informed on it but i remember 
when the riots started, the first time there was riots, there was literally 17 people out there yeah. and there was no one out there. And they were like protesting. It was like light protest. It wasn't a big deal. And there was like 17, 20, from what I saw, yeah. there was like 20 people protesting and they brought out the illest tanks. And I'm like, these motherfuckers just need to use those tanks. Like if they don't use the tanks, they don't get to buy more tanks. And they brought out these machines like in Wisconsin, like who needs, yeah. Wisconsin doesn't need riot police. They create the fucking riots. Yeah. But again, I'm being manipulated too by the, you know, I'm probably being manipulated by the left shit, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, it, maybe that's not true. Like, it's, you can easily, like, I understand how people get sucked into shit. Yeah, like, like I, I was in Minneapolis for all the riots. Right. And basically in the immediate aftermath of the murder of George Floyd, I was in Minneapolis. Right? Yeah. And while I'm there, I'm on my phone and it's like, the fires are being started by cops. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the bricks. The, I'm, but I'm watching that not happen. You're watching that not happen. Yeah. yeah. And, but, that I'm, but I'm also watching the, the other side of shit which is like all these protesters are incredibly violent yeah. and almost everyone out there was being completely peaceful. Right. And I'm not even saying that I think that like we should be peaceful. Right. I'm not even saying, or not we protest. I'm not even saying that like that's the way to go. Yes. But I mean, I, I think about all the protests that happened before George Floyd, all yeah. the peaceful protests, you know, for Trayvon yeah. Martin, for Eric Garner. Yeah. And it just got swept under the rug. Right. It gets a little bit of coverage, but it's like peaceful marchers demonstrate, you know, Tucker Carlson does his little wrap up. And then everything kind of dissolves. Right. The outrage is contained. One Coles or one Target gets its windows broken. Right. A shitty corporation. Yeah. At a location that probably no one had ever been to. Yeah. And everyone's grandma is acting like they have had their like fucking pinky chopped off. Right. You know? So yeah. it's like they ask the question of, oh, what is burning and, and rioting and looting supposed to prove? Right. And the answer is the fact that you're talking about it right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's people ask so much of why numerically, how is this going to benefit us? Right. It's like, think about why think about, try to have an emotional perspective on all of the unrest. Yeah. You know, what would cause someone to do that to their own community? Yeah. Is it because they're dumb? No, no. Think hard. Yeah. You know, like have empathy for people who are making potentially life ruining decisions. Well, we also know, as a as a society that if if shit isn't if people don't go up in arms and go crazy it won't be addressed right. same thing with rodney king like nothing would have happened if there wasn't riots right like it's just if we, if everyone had just been like business as usual fine then it would have just been like another thing right so if people don't rise up and like you know yeah it's fucked up i know it but like that's it's also fucked up that like this shit keeps happening it's not going to be addressed like nothing gets addressed until shit gets broken Right. Like yeah. none of this, like, you know, you can say like there, there's all these things about defund the police. Like no one in the right takes defund the police is people saying there's not going to be cops. No one ever said that. Yeah. The name defund the police is stupid because it gives people, it gives people a handle to say, this is dumb. So yeah. you defund the police. What about no cops? Who are you going to call when you get raped? It's like, no, that's not what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, they always bring up the worst thing. Right. They bring up the worst thing when it's like, yeah. no, it's just saying, give the police here's, here's the cops and here's the fucking people that come clean up vomit. And here's the people that you know help you if you have a seizure and you know whatever like it's it's like deep it's deep it's compartmentalized the police it's not defund yeah. the police but and like a, a lot of people don't get how big the police budgets are i know i well, know with the, like yeah. lapd has like five helicopters they're like you don't need yeah. you barely need one and they still don't even respond to shootings in the hood yeah you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. they have all this money to build these state-of-the-art facilities but yeah. like in new orleans for example the cops yeah. have a shitload of money but if there's a shooting in the lower ninth ward, the response time is like 45 minutes. Yeah. Whereas uptown, somewhere where there's more money in the zip code, it's like 100%. 45 seconds. So it's like, obviously, even the current level of funding is not being allocated correctly. So I think beyond taking away from some of like the military budgets that cops have, like think smarter about where the money is going response-wise. Like hold people accountable for like not holding down the whole community 
over policing areas. Where do you think need. it? Where do you think it comes from? If we know that if you get, you know, like when I was a kid, my house got robbed yeah. in Venice. When Venice was a different place, the dude came the next day. And I was like, are you going to take fingerprints? He just like laughed. Like it was like a yeah. joke. He didn't give a shit. And if the, if I was Beverly Hills, he would have been there in fucking minutes. He would have like, who do you think, where does that order of importance come from? Do you know it inherently as a cop? Or is there actually some guy at the head of the thing who goes, respond to this, don't respond to this? Because it's definitely there, right? Yeah. This shit's there. And, you know, like I, I read this thing on a post, obviously on, on the internet, about how cops were created to, in the 1800s, I believe, to like basically protect to keep people working when people go on strike they mm. created the police to beat them up to get them to go back to work like it was you know cops were something yeah. that were created because cops don't prevent crime they just come after and ask you who did it but when does a cop ever stop the crime from happening it's never happened yeah I like mean, maybe I, if they yeah. just happen to be there maybe if they're lucky they i mean don't stop crime. it's very interesting because like i'm from seattle yeah you know and i've yeah i've gotten my house broken into yeah and i've you know i called the cops once yeah me and my friend called the cops when we were in like i think seventh grade because some dude tried to like steal our jam box at a bus station right i've i've dialed before yeah uh they never got there i, I have lost three friends to police violence who were unarmed right so, you know so it's like right it's hard for me to even like think about them stopping a crime in progress right because i i see them in my head is like and I think that's like some trauma is like when you lose someone in your community who you, yeah. like, you loved. I'm sure yeah. you've lost homies to police violence, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone's been killed, but definitely been fucked up. Well, one, one in particular, like John T. Williams in Seattle. I don't know if you mm -hmm. ever followed this. Mm -hmm. He was a native woodcarver who used to um, kick it at this park in downtown where, where I used to uh, buy weed and stuff back in the day. He, mm -hmm. would, he would basically carve blocks of wood and sell pipes. Right. He kicked it at this park all the time. Um, super, super harmless dude. He was deaf in one ear. So he's deaf in one ear, walking around with headphones on, on Bourne Street in Seattle, twiddling like a, a, a block of wood with a pocket knife. And the cop says, drop the knife, doesn't hear it, dead like seven seconds later. And this happened two blocks from my crib. Right. So that was, that was the moment where I was 13. And before then, I didn't necessarily have any strong opinions about law enforcement. Right. But then I knew that like, there's something wrong. And I don't right. go around saying, fuck cops, this and that. But right, I'm like, right, right. there's clearly something wrong. Yeah, There's no, the line. procedure's fucked up. Like the yeah. the the line from drop a knife to to death is like. There's ten other things you could have done. Right. Like shoot the motherfucker with a net gun. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just it's just killing people. Dude, he was like 55 years old, disabled, deaf, yeah. walking around, and then it's crazy because that's what I thought happened, and then the the autopsy and stuff confirmed that he didn't even open the knife. Oh really? Yeah, he just had the knife in his hand. He was, so, about, he was about to. The, I think also what I gather is when I see these cops, right? Mm -hmm. I think they're scared shitless. And yeah. I don't think that's a job for, for someone who's scared because when you're scared, you do dumb shit. Oh, yeah. That's There's, yeah it was Officer Ian Burke, by the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put that out there. No charges. Um, No charges. No. Just let him go. Yep. Yeah, it's fucked up. I just want to drop that in there before we get too, too off subject. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, Great time for another ad. Listen, Josh has a fantasy. His fantasy is that one day a wonderful, gorgeous pog is going to settle down with him and grace the ends of his entire life with this big juicy butt on his head and face and hands and and just love him as as he needs to be loved and and we all have fantasies and some of those fantasies revolve around fantasy sports and uh you know i'm going to talk about a company i like to call DraftKings because that's the name of the company and it sure was nice seeing the teams back out on the gridiron over the pta lucky for us that was just week one there was no better place no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add this week's excitement, 
DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. Millions. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard, erect, throbbing cash. (laughs) Download the DraftKings app now and use code PTA. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week two action. Enter code PTA to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code PTA only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Remember, DraftKings.com. Enter code PTA for a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. Hell yeah. Back to it? Back to it. So I was saying, one of the things I want to do, bro, is like, I want to do this. Like, I want to start like a really sick podcast. You know, like I got a crazy, we got a crazy like lineup already going. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you guys to go on. Let's do that again. I, I just yawned in the middle of your thing. because No, it's cool. I what I'm saying is like, I really want to get a sick ass podcast going. I mean, you, I think for you to do a podcast is, um, have you started your podcast? No, but do, like, you know, in your opinion, like, do you think I have the ability to like lead a podcast? Like, is that my, you, you think I can do it? Yeah. I just don't, you do it. Like, I don't know. I just like, don't want to. No, you, we have a different style. Yeah. I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. I just, I just whiff a lot of shit. But do you think people will like my, my shit? Like, yeah. Your, your shit translates. Okay, Look, word. the way you talk to people, your skill at letting people talk is, yeah. is amazing. I watch you. I'm a fan of your shit. I watch it. And the way, even at the photo shoot, at the, at the, at the, the commercial shoot we did, the, the born racing, there was the film in the photo shoot, but in the photo shoot part, you just pop yourself in this crew full of kids. Yeah. And they're all talking shit. And there's something about the way you let them breathe that makes them just keep talking. Yeah. And they were, I have a clip I'm going to post on my stories of them just like, where are you from? What part of Compton's the best? And you're like, I don't know, this part. Is Crenshaw? Cr- Crenshaw, that's the one street that I know. Yeah, you're like, Crenshaw? Yeah. They're like, Crenshaw! But like, there's something about you that makes people excited to talk to you. And I don't know yeah. what the fuck it is. Some Jenna Sequa shit. I don't know, but it works. Yeah, I so, just like, my worry is like, I want to talk more on the podcast. Like, am I good at talking? Do I say shit that makes sense? Yeah. Okay, work. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm used to not saying shit. Oh, yeah. you. Oh, I, yeah. I understand. You're being serious. Oh, okay. I thought you were like. No, no. I'm being serious. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, like, I'm not going to do the podcast the same way that I do the show. Yeah. I mean, I obviously let people talk. I'm still going to interview them. But I want to like say stuff here and there. No, you're great. You've been talking okay, about cool. yourself this whole time. No, I, tell- yeah. But I'm saying like, did, am I like speaking good and shit? Yeah, absolutely. Right, no, I'm you're sure. very. Yeah, cool. You have a, you're very good at speaking. All right. I'll check it out. Because, uh, you know, you just never know. Nah, you're gonna crush it. It's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be great. I, I want to do a, a mix of like underground legends like you and Sponto. Yeah, and then like full blown like strange celebrities. That would be sick. Like Denzel Washington. Yes. You know what I mean? Followed yes. by Neckface. Yes. You know, fools be like, what? Because then you can kind of like put on like your homies. Yes. By reeling in the mainstream, like I want to boss everybody up. And that's the other thing is that that's the dream of every podcast is to have mainstream guests. Right. right. Like if we had anyone that was like, at all an actual celebrity by any means, we yeah. would be shit in our pants. Right. Like even when we've had people like we had Eric Andre on yeah. and like, I'm a big fan of that dude. And I'm like, this is fire. We have Eric Andre on like, it's just like, Oh shit. But the funny thing is when you have, you know, it's, it's really, I think like the underground people that, yeah. that really bring the shit in. Cause they really can talk. They don't have anything to lose. You yeah. know, we'll you talk should, about you should shit. link me with man. 
Oh yeah, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll throw it out there for sure. That make that yeah. makes complete sense. He's a big fan too. It's just like you know. Yeah, I'll tell Maddie to set it up. Yeah, that'll be tight. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, guess who I'm getting on? Who? YBN Namir. No. Yeah. Oh shit. When's, <laughs> is he gonna do it in the flesh? Yeah, he just I was just talking to him. No while, shit. While you're doing the ad, yeah, he was like, "Yo, I want to go on the podcast." I was like, That's so far. It's so funny. Where did uh did you tell BG Perico to come on? Uh, I DM'd him. He didn't see it. Oh, but were you talking about it on set? Yeah, he's down. He's down. He's we me and him talked for a long time. We're having a great ass conversation. You guys are tough. Well, he was like perched on top of the weight bench and you just had the mic and every time I walked past he'd be like you know what the thing is da, 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 da. Like we were just, seriously getting into it yeah about all types of shit that was cool prison really yeah yeah he's he's sick how about that tattoo on his torso gnarly that's crazy yeah that's a crazy it tattoo it looks good yeah, yeah. It's a, I've never seen anyone do it that big it's crazy it says BG it's like a baby gangster right yeah it was huge yeah it's huge um, yeah so you're gonna you're, I mean I think that it just like it's a natural progression for you to. I do I want to get Sasha Baron Cohen on hell of a. That'd be trying to trying to lock that down right now. Just I hear that he's back out doing uh, another Borat or something. That's the Who Is America season. Oh, Who Is America? I'm assuming because I saw a video from Olympia of him crashing one of those right wing uh, anti masker rallies. Oh God, he's so good. Do you know what he did? Huh. He went up there and he was like, he was singing this crazy like mask song about like chopping up uh, Hillary Clinton like the Saudis do to journalists. He was like, chop them up like the Saudis do. Fuck the Wuhan flu singing in like this fat suit and i guess people caught on to the fact that he was sasha baron cohen borat whatever so they're like get the fuck out of here they rush the stage try to no. pull all the cords out of the pa system he calls an ambulance jumps into an ambulance they're chasing his ambulance down he's like in the back of it like you know huddled with paramedics no covering way. for him he comes back in a full disguise with like a beard and like one, i think it was one of those like proud boy fred perry polos and he starts interviewing people about himself being there he was like how'd you feel about that left-wing guy coming in and they're like I, I think he's a fucking piece of shit whatever fuck he's yeah. the master right yeah he's he's definitely like my i guess he's the reason i'm indirectly doing what i'm doing in, yeah. in little ways you know like yeah. the suit choices i always think about the way that oh, yeah. influences like my style he's obviously more of a troll than me i don't trick anybody right but it's funny because there's a couple linchpin um comedian slash i wouldn't call him a comedian but whatever whatever he is like these figures yeah and there's a couple of these people that are so buried into like my consciousness like it's like what tim and eric do sasha yeah. bear cohen eric andre is an offshoot like he's an offshoot i feel like of that whole thing yeah in a way like i'm not you know denigrating what he does but it feels like it comes from that world yeah. and these people are like linchpins for like the exact way i view like they, they dictate how i view everything being funny or not like yeah they're like the grail like these guys and a few stand-up comics are like the grail of comedy for me it's just i don't know when you can be funny weird and political at the same time and yeah. also like you're obviously brilliant like it just it's yeah. mind-blowing like it's transcend like it's like it's like music like it's like it's like when you have an album and you can't stop playing and it does something to your brain yeah and something magic is happening where you're like getting excited like that's yeah. how i feel about these people boys. that's how i feel about black cray black craig black cray Who's that? He's like a uh, Richmond, Virginia rapper. I don't know Black Cray. Uh, Sigboy Rari. No. He just is like a shadow figure, but he's just like the style and sound inspiration to like all the new generation shit, in my opinion. Like you should check it out. He's just, he just never popped individually, but right. like Uzi, all that shit. He's just Black Cray, bro. Black Cray, I'm gonna check it out. Just fucking. There is this, yeah. there is this crew that, you know Lee? You know Lee from Lee Spielman? I actually never met him, but I saw him on Melrose the other day. I, I was think you guys would know it. each other. You guys would hit it off. Yeah. He oh, put, I want to get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a no-brainer. That sounds um, kind of fun. He, uh, he put me on to these guys called... Um, fuck, what is the name of their... It's like, it's like a bunch of these white dudes in the sticks, and they're called... Um, 
Dark Wave or Dark something. Dark World. Dark World. Massachusetts. Yo, Dark World? Yeah. I was on a Dark World kick. That shit is so fire. It's crazy. Like, that fucking um, phlegm, uh, what is it? Creme de la creme. All I smoke is creme de la creme. Like, yeah. That shit. Like, Those kids like rapping Western masks. Right. Like. And they're just like wildly doing their own thing yeah. in the middle of the sticks. And like they just created their own little universe. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's kind of sick that it didn't pop because it could have popped, but it didn't. But I've, been, I've been making music too low key. You have? Me and Kenny Beats been in the studio. Oh, dude. What are, you, are, you, are you rapping or are you making Yeah, I, I used to rap heavy. I'm more singing. I'm just, I just go in and sing my heart out about things that are on my mind. Right. And he mixes them. We speed them up, Florida style. No shit. Yeah. How's it coming? Uh, you want to hear it real quick? Hell yeah. I'll play you 15 seconds. A debut? Though. I'll play you 15 seconds. No jumper. No, yeah, this is no jumper. That was one of my first things I did too as a kid. I used to rap. All right, check it out. I'll play it. That's you? What? Wait, wait, it's like uh, it's all Hold on, hold on. It sounds like uh, six four five AR kind of that like crazy high yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, inspiration. Is that the new wave? Is that the fucking new? Is, is it just like well, we're six, that's the dude who's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just like sped up shit because we spent a lot of time in Florida, right? And we we go to these parties and shit in Central Florida and Daytona Beach. Yeah, and everything they slap is sped up and fast pitched. So these dudes like nine five four fast music, like DJ Frisco and a couple of these fools. Right. So we're we're not trying to appropriate what they're doing, but we're trying to like have our own music. But like, we're gonna start regular and like speed it up, like they right. used to do with Chopped and Screwed, but reverse. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Everything's getting faster now instead of slower. Yeah, because that's the frequency of these times. <laughs> it's so crazy the way, the way, <laughs> the way music moves, the way it, the way it uh, it uh, it evolves. Yeah. You definitely get to an age where if you don't if you don't pay attention, you just lose track of all of it. Like nice. you just don't know what's going on. You're like, what? What the fuck? I remember this dude Darius at my at my office put me on to six four five AR. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is about to be the new shit. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, this dude sounds crazy. It sounds like he's smoking helium. And sure enough, like it just became a wave. You know? Yeah. And like people are like, you're either on the wave or you just don't get it, and you're an angry dude who's still mad at like skinny pants and shit. You oh, know it's right? hella funny how they still think skinny pants are like a thing. Yeah. Like oh, hip hop heads. Yeah. They're frozen in time. Frozen in time. Especially the ones that the Yankees has. Yeah. Frozen. Like they're still What's angry. Up? You're like fool. It's gone. So so far past that right like it's we're 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 like transsexual cyborgs now it's not even like a, <laughs> you know like hip-hop is just transcended so everything like that full ebro yeah and like joe budden those kind of guys yeah yeah joe just budden like, is like so salty you yeah. seen the uh, joe budden lil yachty interview yes where lil yachty's that. like chill yeah, yeah 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 he starts talking about his paperwork and shit about your contracts and like yeah, yeah. lil yachty's like fool i don't give a fuck i'm rich lil yachty fucks with our videos heavy oh really yeah you gonna get him on he, he's out in atlanta so I mean, maybe if he's out here. You won't zoom people in, huh? You got to do it in the flesh. I mean, no, I don't want to zoom anybody in. Right. Yeah. It just sounds a little bit too, like, non-human. Yeah. yeah, It it was cool with us because we already had mutuals, but, like, zooming a little Yachty, it just kind of feels weird. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, like, hey, man, big fan. Like, I'd rather just be like, hey, bro. But you'll be able to hit the road anyways. You'll be in the RV and you can just do, you can podcast and interview. Yeah, but, bro, I've been sleeping until 6 p.m. I've been living like I've, I've never been able to. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was sleeping six hours a night, being waking up by highway traffic, drinking right. six coffees a day on the right. road in 100 degree heat for an entire year. Now I got AC and a California King Casper mattress. Right. And I've been sleeping until five. Fools try to wake me up, call me, nothing. Is that, oh, you're just like, you're just making up for lost time. I, I moved here five days ago, so I don't know what I'm doing, but right. I've just been hibernating like crazy. Right. Like I slept from like 8 p.m. to like 12. I got to put you up on some spots you might like to eat. Bro, I don't know where to go. You want some, you want some, I'm going to put you up on the spots that I can't eat no more. Why? Because you're on your healthy shit? Yeah, because I'm just too fat, man. But like if if uh, you should check out Kyochan in Koreatown. You like wings? 
Yeah. Okay. It's Korean wings. It's Korean wings. Yeah. And they got this honey wing thing. It's it's so fire. Kyochan, like you just get these little buckets. It's just like a little dipping sauce. It'll blow your mind. That sounds sick. Yeah. There's so many cool spots. Like if you want to ball out and spend a lot of money, I went to um, Park's Barbecue, Korean Barbecue on Vermont. That shit is fucking flames. Word. Oh, I, so oh, good. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've just been taco trucking it since I got here because it's oh, the yeah. easiest and fastest. Easy also, and fast. the Uber Eats, like Panda Express, like dumb shit like All that. <laughs> I need to upgrade my consuming my consumer lifestyle. I already spent hella money on plants and cactuses. I got a fish tank, bro. That's a wise I have investment. a bed frame and a rug and. All this shit, a desk, an iMac. Doing the real thing. You're being I'm a real, trying a real to, human. but my house still looks shitty because I don't yeah. know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should invest in some art, man. Get some art. You, you know you know people that make art. Yeah, I know some people who make art. You know people yeah, the art. Ikea and Burbank just didn't have enough art for me. Nah. You know you know the one where it's like London, but the only thing, it's black and white, but yeah. the, the red bus has colored in. Fucking shoot me. I that hate when I go true. in someone's bathroom. <laughs> When you go in someone's bathroom and it's like a it's like a replica of like a fucking Chagall print or some shit, you're like, just get get anything but I this. Know. Especially on like Tinder dates, you know, when you yeah. think it's going good because they got like the NYU like <laughs> Bushwick shit going on. Yeah. You go to their crib and there's like some gnarly, terrible art. Yeah. You're like, fuck. Or a tapestry. You ever been on a date with a cool ass girl? You go home, you see a tapestry and a dream catcher. Oh yeah. Oh dude, that is the worst feeling in the world. Because yeah. you know they were like a wook who got converted. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. By some kind of tattoo or boyfriend. Right. And you're like, shit. Right. Here I am again. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, people just people just be normal. I mean, they just they don't. And I think there's things that we might catch yeah. that other people just are like, that's fine. Like this is fine for now. We'll just put this here. Like yeah. you got to put something up there. So why not a live, laugh, love banner and you know, fucking picture of a yeah. of a feral coyote howling at the moon. I or what know. if I did like some post cool shit and I just got all the IKEA art, like 15 canvases, and just decked out. Just a wall. deck the whole house, but one overboard. Yeah, crazy. Right. You know, everywhere you go. That's pretty it's like funny. life is good canvases. It'd all be license free too. You could just yeah. shoot the fuck Who out. Who should of I cop art from though for real? Like Mario. Uh, That's like Mar yeah, Mario, I've been I, I all day for fucking, sure, Mario. Uh, Definitely get one from Mario. I mean hit up hit up that dude. That dude's fucking fire. Oh, I already have a painting. You do? Oh fuck. My bad. You blew oh, that out, right? You blew him out. Oh, yeah, I already have an Andrew Barnes painting. Andrew Barnes. Yeah, because it was actually it's actually a nude painting of myself on no. the beach in Miami. No. We were supposed to have a first episode of All Gas No Breaks. We we're trying to make this fake origin story of me being an alien who woke up naked on the beach in Miami, who had like washed into the shore after being dropped from like a UFO and was gonna go explore the country for himself and like figure out where he was. We just dropped all the conceptual myth bullshit and just went right into doing interviews. Right. So, but we still have this opening sequence to where I wake up on the beach naked and, and Andrew's like painting me naked. No. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the first scene. I still have the footage. I could probably give it to you for this podcast. Oh, let's drop it. Let's but drop it in the podcast. Fucking, yeah, that shit was hella funny. So I just have this nude painting with no context. That's so sick. But I, I put dope. a have a good time sticker over the dick because, you know. I mean, it's kind, of a, it's kind of a flex if someone comes over and they're like, <laughs> there it is. Like this, this is what you're yeah, going to get. It's a weird flex though. Right. You know what I mean? It's a flex yeah. if they're like funny. Yeah. But if you're trying to like, you know, have someone over. Right. You might get canceled. For having a nude painting of yeah. yourself. Yeah. Or more just be like, that dude has a nude painting of himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's really a gauge on how cool someone might be. Yeah. Like, you know, what's that, you know, what's Big Poppy from the Red Sox? Oh yeah. He has that canvas that's 40 feet long of the Last Supper and but he's Jesus. That's amazing. I love that's that. funny. I love that. My shit's not as funny, but I want to. I want to get some sick art. Maybe I'll have Nick like blast a fill in them somewhere. No, I shouldn't have anyone do graffiti inside my house. Not in the house because that gets tired and it looks fucking. After a while, you're like, what the fuck? You ever had fools? 
bus in your house. I had a house like that. Yeah. yeah. I had it, my first apartment. There was graffiti all over the place. Like I painted one. I was like, this is going to be great. It's like a dream. Like I had like, I remember my first apartment I had basically, I was like, my dream was to have beanbag chairs and I had five of them mm-hmm. and I wanted to have a six foot bong and I got that and I wanted to have graffiti in my bedroom and I did that in my first place. And it was disgusting. Who'd you let bust on your walls, bro? I mean, I did it first. Okay. It was whack as fuck. And I painted the whole inside of the bedroom. Just like, like you did a fill in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I did like a full burner. Just like, you know, like, well, you know, so like I, I slept on a futon. Yeah. It was like I had a carpet. It was disgusting. Like it was just like bong water and fucking, you know, my only my only thing that I really cared about my prized possession was uh, I had tapes. I had cassette tapes. I had 400 cassette tapes. And people was always thinking, you know, people could steal tapes or borrow them. And I still have the tapes too. Word. But anyways, you like, like Vegas for the... Why do you like know. Vegas? I don't know, bro. The it's just where I feel at home, you know. It's yeah. fucked up, you know. Like the desert where everyone's getting their demons out. Yeah. And it's just like this fried vision. And then the people who live there, it's kinda like the same reason that like a lot of black people from South Central moved to Lancaster and Lancaster and Palmdale. Right. You know, because they wanted to like cash in on like large amounts of space. Right. Kind of grew up jam packed in the public housing. Same yeah. idea. But that happens in Vegas with people from Arizona. Uh, Basically you can buy a a large house out there that they build in these subdivisions for like super cheap. Same thing as an apartment in like South Central. You know, it's pretty much like hooded prices for What's an cheap? apartment. What's cheap? What do you think? Like $150,000. For a house. For a giant house with a pool that looks like it's in Beverly Hills. Right. But there's <laughs> but 500 of them stacked up. Right. So yeah, there's a lot of people out there who just like have been working hella hard for years. Like my yeah. homie Thray Thray. Yeah. From Pomona, like from the projects. Worked his ass off his whole life and then like was able to get a sick ass crib in Vegas. And it's Damn. all about space for people. So it's a mix of this like toxic, insane, wound up gambling culture, yeah. and also this like square footage culture that comes from poverty, which people don't talk about when they talk, when they think about Vegas. Yeah, but Vegas is literally like struggling people who go to like the who have worked hella hard. Yeah, go to the most barren, desolate ecosystem in the country and just have a giant spot where they can just lounge out and like understand what it's like to have like a huge amount of space. That's what I like about Vegas. It's hella interesting. I mean, yeah, I could never, but but I get it. There's so many different layers. That's where the all gas started. The show really? started in Nevada. It was a Nevada show for the first four months. We did really? Burning Man, oh. Raid of Area 51, and then oh, yeah. like a bunch of Vegas street coverage. Before you seen those Mr. Daddy and Mr. Daddy, yeah. yeah. So I just want to go back. You know? So Vegas got the people that you want to interview. Vegas you, is just a, it's just interesting, bro. Like, but do you partake in any of the shit like gambling? Do you play cards? You don't go in the casinos. I go inside the casinos. You still get COVID tested all the time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have animals. You do? You had it? Yeah. You had it and you beat it? I've had COVID, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. I mean, I got an antibody test and I have it. I didn't know when I had COVID. I you probably just ran right through it, huh? I ran through it. I was really? asymptomatic and I got I got tested and it was negative, but it said I had the antibody. And I was like, fuck, when did I have COVID? But then when it comes down to it, I'm the most exposed person in the country. You're the most exposed yeah. dude. Like, there's no chance that you didn't get it. No chance. I remember when we talked about you coming on, yeah. and I'm like, is he going to be in my house? Like, I'm fucking scared. But now I'm like, whatever. We oh, are the fucking photo shoot all day. Yeah. Also, that photo shoot was so sick, man. Who are yeah. like, how, how do you source a lot of those kids? How many of you? Yeah, they're like, like, Sponto reaches out to people. Like, he stays connected with all these kids. And they're all like, they're all local kids. Like, they're all exactly what they look like. You know, like, there's no models. The streets, huh? Oh, yeah. Sponto's, he's, he's dug in for sure. Yeah. And like, it's just all kids like from around the city who fucking born and raised who also, who also are what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, n- we've never used a model. Like, we've never paid a model. It's just like, yo, you guys want to pull up? Cool. And we hook them up the best we can whenever we can. But like, contrary to how, like, you know, we had a steady cam and a whole film crew, but like, every dollar went into making that thing look good. Yeah. And like every dollar we have is spent like, you know, we don't 
spend all the money on the production. So like I try to get professional crews because I shoot, you know, I shoot like commercials and other things outside of Born and Raised with like real crews. And I go, hey, will you guys come do me a favor? Yeah. And they do it and it's brutal, but it's actually, you get really cool stuff coming out of it. Definitely. You know? So Sponto's style, he rocks like the slick back. I've only really seen that like old heads in like the mission in SF. Like, is that some Venice shit? Like he has that just kind of like Italian pompadour, like swag going on. I don't know if it's a Venice thing, but it's definitely like a, uh, you know, definitely an old school Cholo thing, but yeah. that's not why he does it. He'll, he'll, he'll come, he'll come out with the curlies once in a while. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I just, I like, I like when people like pull it all the way back. Yeah. It looks crazy. Cause if you can pull it off without yeah. looking like you're in, a, in costume. Right. In, in Echo Park, there's full of, who yeah. dress like all big Lebowski, not big Lebowski, but like Italian mob style, like yeah. black beaters and like you know, yeah. short shorts and Adidas and they slick their shit back. And it's like, all right, I see the, what you're doing. The cool thing about slicking your hair back is that you know exactly what you're, what you're getting. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know what my hair is doing right now, but I know if I slick it back, I know what's up. I'd have a Let's mullet straight up. Yeah. Yo, I should slick my shit back one of these days. Hell yeah. Get that shit straightened. You should get your hair straightened. Bro, <laughs> no fucking perm, way. Perm your hair on some like. How long would that last for if I perm my shit? A couple days probably. Oh, I'm that shit's really curly. I'll yeah. get my shit permed like right now. You should get this. You should definitely get it permed. I should get permed for the first episode of the podcast. Yeah, Just that'd look wild. Permed. Have them permed on the air. Have them permed on the show. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Sick permer. Yeah, have sick ass permer. Just get it laid. Do you know one? I'm sure I can find one. Shit. Ask, ask Sponto to. <laughs> Sponto, I'll have him send over his permer. Well, it's been sick having you on. Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for pulling up. Thanks for picking up the slack. Maddie abandoned us. No, it's true. I'm just also just getting used to like this flow. Yeah. This is my first in-person podcast. Really? Yeah. Actually, I did Theo Vaughn last week. But this is like, this is more like the casual content. You did Theo Vaughn? Yeah. Fire. He's funny. Yeah, it was yeah. tight. Fools hate that co-host though. Yeah. Brendan. Brendan Schwab. I mean, all Schwab. of the comments on like, I, it could be like a me telling, it was like me telling a funny ass story about like some road shit. Yeah. And every comment is like, damn. Like Brendan, this really flew over Brendan's head. <laughs> People are just going in on that. I know you get a little bit of that too. I get that in a different way. Because, when you and Maddie beef, yeah. No, no one thinks you're dumb. Yeah. Well, when you and Maddie beef, yeah, hella full. Like, think you're actually beefing. Well, they get really they they protect him because I say things that Maddie can't say, and if I say like, "Hey, Maddie, you're fat" or something, then they then they all the people that are like they just it's just like this like very tender segment of people that are think i don't know you guys are bffs though right yeah we love each other like we talk like the thing about the real the real truth of it maddie this is what people don't get and like this is the this is the joke to him and i tell us that maddie is so much more brutal but he does it all wrapped in a smile like maddie will say shit like maddie says shit to me where i've like questioned relationships where i'm like maybe he's right like he'll just be like you know your girlfriend's a piece of shit and uh she's gonna fuck you know your friends i'm like what what do you mean you know like what maddie's like maddie will hit you with just some wild shit is he your best friend uh, he's one of my closest friends. Who are yeah. your top five? Yeah. Who are they? Yeah. Um, fuck. That's you're putting a lot of pressure. I can't. I can't expose. I'll tell you mine. Who are your top five? Probably my homie Evan, homie Nick, homie Elliot, George. A lot of people give a lot of credence to your physical health, your body. Is your body sick? Are you congested? Do you have a virus from China? There's other things that can make you sick. You can have a sick mind. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's a lot of stigma from Americans, and not in the East Coast, but maybe more so on the West Coast, and definitely in the middle coast, the middle of America. You know, we can't all go see our shrink. I, you know, you can't go, can't go to your shrink's office and, you know, sit in her uh, chaise lounge or her Eames chair and lay back and unburden yourself and 
talk about what your uncle did and what your dad didn't do and what your mom should have done and why your nieces are the way they are and what you did to the family dog and why you're obsessed with Pokemon. You got to get this shit off your chest. And I got to tell you that there's a way. Is something interfering with your happiness or is it preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, yes, I've had a lot of things between me and my goals. Okay. As I like to say, a little catchphrase I coined is you are your goals and you are also your goalie. <laughs> no, listen, uh, I'm, I'm actually all bullshit aside. I'm a big proponent of mental health and taking care of one's brain. Better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. That's two days, people. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, a real-life person, not a bot. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. <laughs> BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. I'm going to read a few. Rachel is wonderful to work with through anything and is very pleasant and professional. That's Rachel, one of the counselors. Melissa has been great at understanding where my issues stem from and helping, it, and helping deconstruct some of the negative thought patterns in my head. She's very compassionate and kind, and I feel very secure and confiding in her. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash PTA, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for powerful Truth Angels listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash PTA. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash PTA. Better, H-E-L-P.com forward slash PTA for 10% off your first month. Goodbye. I always say, like, when my girlfriend's like, who's your best friend? I'm like, I'm too old to have a best friend. Are you? No, because I have I have my, look, the people that are my friends, mm -hmm. my tight friends, they're such good friends of mine that I could never single any of them out. But there's some I see more than others. But at this age, most of the people around me, like I have, I probably have 15 really good friends. 15, yeah. I would say. Like good, like solid dudes and women. Like a lot of my friends are girls too, right? And like solid people that would uh would uh would be there for me yeah. if i needed that and uh and if i needed something or like you know would help me out in the pinch and have helped me out in the pinch yeah have bailed me out of shit for those sure. are like my real friends my other friends are like the people that the the party friends are not really my friends they're yeah. just like they're homies and i fuck with them and i see them i'm cool but would i call them for anything no because for, sure. for me to call someone for a favor I got to feel beyond comfortable because I don't like to ask for shit. Definitely. And also, yeah. you, you've like grown probably out of teenage years and through adulthood with the same people. I bet there's certain fools who you maybe have known forever. But yeah. you're at a point where you're like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. But then there's people. Yeah. There's, there's also people that I've known forever that I have a lot of love for. Yeah. Like guys from of my course. crew who yeah. like we don't talk every day, but we talk. We keep in touch. Like we DM each other. And I'm like, what's up? Yeah. How are you doing? Like my, the homeboy Alloy. He's from the crew, right? You know Alloy? Yeah. He's a he's an old school AWR MSK guy. Like he just like he's an electrician. Like he helped rewire my mom's condo in Long Beach. Like that's some homie shit. Oh, like, definitely. We paid him to do it, but he helped do it and he did it and he got it done. Like 
does those kind of people like he's a solid ass dude he's well, i guess what i'm saying guy. is like it's cool that you've like had this like tight group of friends for so long yeah you probably have hella game about like holding on to friends versus like letting them go you know yeah i think like, i think it's important that's to, some shit i'm trying to figure out yeah well you're young yeah and you're gonna also like a lot of people you're friends with now you're not gonna be friends with later so what a couple what, will last question is yeah. like what do you think entails like longevity like as a dude who's had like pretty much the same squad for a while like what are like the attributes that is like this fool is like down it depends what you're going through if in my life i've gone from being a dude who was wild who's out partying mm -hmm. who just wanted to be out fucking doing all this weird shit all the time to someone who's become the opposite so like my life is very like it's very like i i'm i i like simple shit yeah i like to go to the park i like to go hike i like to work out like i'm not out wilding all the time like i'm old i'm not fucking around so like as my priority shift who you're friends with shifts so like as your life changes and you know, or it depends if like you have a girlfriend or not, if you're married or if you have kids, all that shit's gonna change. You have kids, you're gonna have a whole new set of friends. Like because you're other gonna be parents other parents. Yeah. Everyone I know that has kids, like I go hang out with the people with kids, it's a different group of people. Mm. You know, and like sometimes they hang in and you still stay friends with those people, sometimes you don't. And like this just life shifts. Like there's guys, there's guys I've been friends with my whole life. Like I have a friend that had a kid, I didn't see him for a couple of years. Yeah. Because I didn't want to go hang out with an infant and then he was busy. <laughs> you know, like it just wasn't my lifestyle. Like I wasn't at that time, I wasn't gonna go sit there and hear a baby scream. It's just yeah. fucked up. When I have kids, if I do, then I'm gonna be hanging out with a bunch of boring ass parents. Like it's just kind of like what's happening. And yeah. then there's a couple linchpins that stay there the whole time. They're just like your rider dies and you always see eye to eye. But you also outgrow people too. You yeah. Know? Are your parent homies like connected to your like graffiti fashion world or are they just like totally on some like random? My, my who? Your homies who also have kids. Oh. Is it, is it like a totally new leaf that you turn? Because it happened to my aunt. No, everybody had kids. Yeah. Like there was a there was an explosion of kids at one point. Everyone I know had kids. Like a lot of guys in the crew had kids. Um, you know, Revoke, Crush, all those guys. And like those guys, I'm not, I, I spent a lot of time with those guys as a kid mm -hmm. when I was a kid. But I'm not in I'm not in touch with them as much anymore. Yeah. Because I'm off doing some other shit. But like we're homies. We're cool. Your homies are uh, Jason? Yeah. Sick. I'm the same crew. We've been around What crew is that? NWRMSK. Really? Yeah. Sick. I didn't know fool. Yeah. Damn, we're What's down up? down. What's up, dog? <laughs> um no, did, I mean did, did you know Triggs? Yeah, I knew Triggs. Yeah. You know GK? I never met him. Legendary dude. Um you gotta come on. We're gonna do a a, a graffiti round table. Oh, we should. That'd be so funny. Yeah, because uh, Maddie's <laughs> been pushing me to do it, and I'm like, Fuck Maddie it. would be that one. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we just have all the graffiti fools around. Like, yeah, and I think it's funny because you don't graffiti writers aren't known for being like verbally gifted. Right, not all of them. <laughs> some of them are great at talking shit, but yeah. some of them ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah. So I want to, I want to cultivate a very weird squad. Yeah, get some like some silent fools who are like. Fills. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, oh, I got a bunch of fillings, a bunch of Arcturks in the car. Get like a bunch of weird, like silent soldiers. Yeah, and then with fools who like know of York, who are like, let me tell you about 1985. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yep. The rack on tour, shit talking graffiti writers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you definitely get one silent, like militant, antisocial graffiti writer. Yeah, some creep in a in a ski mask who says, Yeah, nothing. yeah. Who yeah. just like you got to blur me out and change yeah, my you voice. Yeah, you got to disguise my voice. Yeah, I'm the, the feds are after. I'm me. the hottest criminal on earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm on every block. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Do you think we have to blur Spondo out? Nah, man, he's good. It's just if we can get him on. I've tried to have him on this podcast a couple of times, but he's he pulled out. He pulled out a couple of times because of the whole issue thing. Yeah, just because like one time he just was like, he just gets on one, and like if he's if his if he's he gets cranky, man, he's just all fucking pissed off and shit. Like, I, I want to do it. We'll, we'll be able to figure it out. You'll figure it. He'll do it for you. I know he will. Yeah, me and him has some. Me and him has some really sick conversations too about like 
different native shit in the Black Hills, whatnot. Because I was just out there. He was hipping me to a bunch of different stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I did a peyote ceremony with uh, with him and his dad. We got to Lone Pine or where at? No, we were in uh, Memphis. <laughs> when Sponto got sick, when he got cancer, yeah. uh, he... We uh we had a his his father is a medicine man, uh they oh, I forget what they call him wheelman or something, and um the medicine man is under the proper tune they call it a wheelman and uh, we did a peyote ceremony mm-hmm. in the middle of Memphis which is like the first part of the ceremony was building the fucking tent which is like this fifteen foot carrying these giant poles like building a real tent mm-hmm. and when you get inside the tent the tent is the size of his living room it's huge and you build the tent all day and you get inside and like you're in there for twelve hours you have to sit in the same spot and they pass around. It's like it's like they pass around different forms, and one is just straight up buttons, like cut in half. The other is powder. The other is like a tea, and the other is like this mashed relish, and you eat all of it. And I go, how much do I eat? And they go, just keep eating it. And I ate I ate so much of this shit until my my body wouldn't even like, my body wouldn't. I put it. I just couldn't go in anymore. Does it taste good? No, it tastes horrible. Mm-hmm. It's the worst shit ever. The only thing that's, that tasted anything. Anything, the only thing that was like at least palatable at all was the tea because it had water, but it's so bitter. And you took it and you're in this in this tent, and this guy, Sponto's father, led the whole thing. And it was a tent full of people, and it was just like it was crazy. It was intense. And like I remember this native dude there, and he was such a big, he was such a big human. Like you could tell, like that he was a different, he was a different breed. Like he was a different different stock like he was gigantic this cat like he just had huge hands like he was just i don't know and of course you know i'm on this all this medicine and i'm watching this guy walk around and he's just his whole thing was he would shovel coals into the fire Mm -hmm. and then shovel the old coals out the thing and like look at you and does mescaline feel like acid or what no it's peyote no but that's the active chemicals mescaline yeah well mescaline is the chemical version of peyote okay cool but it's different when you eat the cactus itself yeah it's a it's a different thing i've done mescaline too mescaline is very digital okay it's like um i I did mescaline and uh everything is like fragmented and just like like it's like computer graphics it's crazy yeah very visual. peyote sounds awesome yeah it was cool yeah it's like one it's one of the ones that i would do yeah like i would do ayahuasca or peyote yeah no i've done a lot of acid it sucks it's so fried it's it's fucked up and it makes fools like the same you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like if you get if you do too much acid, like they all end up on the same frequency. You right. notice like these fried. Oh yeah, 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 just, yeah. They all think they're onto something. Yeah. But it's like okay, if this was such an individualized experience, yeah. why are you guys saying the exact same shit? Right. If this was this crazy individualized journey, wouldn't you guys all be like dressed different right. and like saying different? Shit? They're all like vibration. Like, yeah. You guys are br- fucking branded. I'm burnt. Telling you. Just burnt. Burnt. Bro. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, at, nothing is worse than like meth burnt. Right. But you know. Recipes. Meth is yeah. meth is the most burnt. Yeah, yeah. Meth is the most. Did you is smoke, it, smoke meth before? Um, I did. I never smoked meth, but I did speed a couple times. I think it's the same thing, pretty much. And it was so horrible that I never. I did it like a couple times, and I did everything, a lot of everything. I'm sober. Like, I don't do shit no more. And I did a lot of everything, and that was the one drug. One of the, there's a couple of drugs I didn't do, and that was one of them. Where I was like, I cannot do this again because the come down was so crazy. Yeah. The come down was so. It was like the acid come down. Like the acid come down is horrifying. Like you're just you're just covered. It's like you're just dirt inside your fucking blood, and you're just covered in filmy sweat. And every noise in your house is like pinging and birds are chirping. You just this is my experience, and you just hate yourself. You're just like, why did I fucking take acid? Yeah. You know, and and speed was the same way. You're just like. It's horrible. It's the worst come down. Yeah, I was in a pookie hot box when I was hitchhiking uh, <laughs> on I I five. Yeah, I got picked up in Reading. Yeah, and these boys were like, "You smoke scum, whatever." I was like, 
no, no, like it was a club we smoke. And at the time, I just wanted to get out of Reading because it's the yeah. worst place in the world. Right. And at least get to like Medford, Oregon. Right. And so they were like, yeah, yeah, all right, fuck it. So they roll up the windows and just burn through this whole fucking like three tenths of, of broken windows. And I was just like, I they hot boxed. So, I was so high, bro. I didn't even make it. I, I saw the Seven Eleven. I was like, well, fuck it, let me out of here. <laughs> Went to Seven Eleven, got like five Steel Reserve Tall Boys. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I'm about to bum out. Kicked yeah. it with this like total fucking like leather faced tweaker for like seven hours. We're just like fully immersed in, in these beers. In the car or in the beer? Oh, I, I was behind 7-Eleven with this. Oh, you just yeah. you just like fuck it. Yeah. So you were hitchhiking. I was hitchhiking. I used to do that a lot before I started making videos. Fuck. Reading is where I got scooped up. It's the first time. I didn't know you could get like high from a minute hot box. Damn, that's crazy. There's a lot of smuggling. I mean, I wasn't. I probably was, wouldn't have been as high as like hitting a pookie or whatever. Nah, that would have like, blasted you off. Right, but I still was high. Like, yeah. Definitely still some meth in my bloodstream. And it was not not the one. I saw a video of a dude taking a, a either a, a speed or a crack hit and blowing it up another dude's ass. These homeless dudes. They're both homeless. Yeah. Or that makes it good. Right, it's but like <laughs> I didn't know you could smoke with your butthole, which is there's membranes in there that you know you can put coke in there. So I guess yeah. you could put a, a cloud of. Uh, you can. What's that boofing? Boofing, yeah, you can boof. You some, boofing? Yeah, I boof some stuff. Really? I tried. I was like, I'm gonna stick an e pill up my ass, see if e-pill? see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember if it even worked because I was like, I was also doing other shit too. Was that the Fizz era? Were you yeah, around? I was, yeah, Were you I was active and around. I was a Fizz Lord. Era? Really? No, that's, that's the up north thing. Oh, you I guys didn't, didn't do Fizz down here? I don't even know what the Fizz. I, people talk about the Fizz face. I don't even know what that is. The Fizz, man, you, the Bay and LA are really two different animals, bro. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that Seattle is more connected to the Bay than we are. It's bro, crazy. We get all of our shit from the Bay. Our I know. Hand styles. I know. It's crazy. North Face Air Max fashion wave. Like, right. I mean, that's like totally SF shit. Yeah. Like yeah. even the skating, like, you know, they say that like even the Seattle hand style yeah. came, you know, this is what Jesse Edwards said. Cause like, you know, WWL, like school, Vic 20, mm-hmm. like came and like brought like, all these like fonts and hand styles to Seattle in like 94. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the historian on it, but I remember reading an interview about that. Cause like Seattle's old hand style didn't used to like uh, connect. Like, right. you know, when Seattle fools do tags, like, it's like a bus flow. Right. Your hand doesn't leave the surface. Yeah. But like, if you look at old Seattle tags, yeah, they weren't flowy like that. Right. Like this dude sober is like this old school Seattle tagger. His tags look kind of like LA core. Right. Like they're pretty rigid and like flared. Right. And I, I saw that and I was like, damn, like our hand style really is like so Bay influenced. You know, what's crazy is Seattle as a kid was not because, because there wasn't access to stuff. All I knew about Seattle was for Mix-a-Lot, right? So, and I didn't even, like, in my mind, graffiti was New York and L.A. and maybe, like, maybe Philly. Yeah. That's, like, it. And as a kid, I was, you know, I was ignorant. And then, you know, I think, like, 15 years ago, I really started knowing more about Seattle and, like, BTM and, like, all this shit. Like, I didn't know because I'd already pulled out of graffiti by then, but I started being educated by, by young homies who did graffiti. Yeah. And, like, there's this whole thriving thing happening there that, like, I'm only being educated on. I'm, be, I'm still being educated on it. But a lot of people come out of Seattle. Like, a lot of f- people I fuck with. You know Brendan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like never I, met him, actually, but I've talked to him much online. I've never met him either, but we've had an online relationship for, like, years. Who does just, the simple illustrations? Yeah, yeah. He's just cool as fuck. Yeah. And we just talk. We just chop it up, and it's, like, a very... They, there's a very uh, Oakland-ish patois with Seattle people. Yeah, right? it's it's interesting. Portland's got like a mix of like a, like a it's like they call it like hipster graffiti, but it's like anti-style, like orphan influence, like trash core ass shit, like the KWC. That's like my favorite kind of graffiti. Right. Like LA fools hate it. Right. Like what New York fools, like you know, like Dipset and like Dipset and like Sage and like Fago and like mm. all that. Like I think so. All, it's all just like this, like super. 
only I, it's, it's like an anti-swag, but it still is kind of swaggy. They just Portland kids are just like geniuses. They're graffiti right. geniuses, and they're hella fun. I actually like Portland right now more than any other city. Really, it's so cracking right now. Really, Portland is active, bro. Right. Seattle's fried right now. Right. The Bay is whatever. Right. No one even lives there anymore. Right. Portland is the one. Huh. Like that. Like what? What you're just talking about the Seattle thing? Yeah. A lot of people live down there. Huh. Portland's the one. I fuck with Portland heavy. It's so fun. And especially now that the protests have been popping, there's just a lot of energy there. Right. The energy there is comparable to what Seattle's energy was like during CHOP. Right. You know, it's just buzzing. Portland's buzzing. You right. Know, everyone's Trump's tweeting about it. Right. You know, <laughs> fools are like catching pills. But no cops, right? you know? <laughs> Trump's putting it on Portland right now. Trump, bro. Whatever, bro. There's some, I'm going to Portland in, in 10 days. Right. There's something happening there. Okay. It's called the, um, I want to spoil it, but it's called the uh, Patriots March Against Communist Terrorism. We've been uh, following it on like a bunch of different pages on Facebook for like a couple weeks. I saw that motorcade of Trump supporters flying into Portland. This one, a few weeks be, ago. Uh, this one is going to be really. They're just looking for. They just, they're trying to have a little civil war, right? Like it's just yeah. crazy. They're like looking for it. Well, you know what Patriot Prayer is, right? Patriot Prayer. Patriot Prayer was one of those groups heavily involved in Charlottesville. Uh. If I'm not mistaken, I think they just declared their headquarters in Portland, Oregon. Really? Yeah. It's, we're fu- it's so fun. That's at least, you know you know Lance Bangs is? Yeah. He's been like our dog. Oh, He's really? He's filming for us and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. You guys have Lance Bangs? It's our boy. Oh, that's insane. He's part of the team. No way. Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. That's fine. So he's been he's been doing some field work for us up there. Not like filming, but just like he does his own shit. He's just vice. He's, Lance yeah. is a fucking genius. He's a legend. Yeah. Best dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he drove out to South Dakota to kick it with us. Oh, dude. He's... He pulled up in the Tesla. Bruh, Lance is the dog. Dude. He's the big homie that came in right when we needed a big homie. Oh, he's giving you guys like, yeah, he makes sense for you guys because he really is the he's the real deal. Truckloads of game. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been everywhere. He knows. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's you met Lance before? Yeah, like in passing through some through some friends. Yeah. Um, I had a buddy of mine that was like an art director for Spike Jones. Yeah, back in the Lance day, Lance's boy, right? Yeah, and like I'd I'd see like I was hanging out with all of them and I'd see him around and talk, you know, but I don't, he wouldn't recognize me from anybody, you know. Yeah. Um, that's the boy. So all this shit's coming together, you know? It's all coming together. Yeah. Kuna Matata, circle of life. Circle of life. You know what I mean? It's going to be great, man. Your future's very bright. Yeah. Lance Banks, that's fucking tight. Yeah, it's super tight. Came out of nowhere. I was on the front lines in Portland, like with my mic and like the feds' faces. Right. Being like, And he was shooting it. He walks up to me with his camera. He's like, yo, Andrew, my name's Lance Banks. I'm a huge fan. No way. Yeah. And I was like. Oh, it's just organic. Organic. Sick. And I was like, you're Lance Banks? And he, uh, he was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, what's next for you? I'm going to Sturgis for bike week. Who goes, all right, I'll see you out there. No way. I swear to God. Yeah. He's this just another road fucking animal. Ago. So I tell him I'm at Sturgis. He's like, I'm on the way. Boom. What? Yeah, shit's crazy. He's a beast. He just does it. A legend. Damn, that's crazy. That is fucking dope. See, there's people that's in, it's in their blood, like they have to do it. He does. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to. He he doesn't have to. He has to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no no need for him to do that, and he has to go do it. Because he sense? knows. He knows. He he like he just gets on shit at the right time. Yeah. Because he's that cool. Damn, that's. He's cool. not one of those old fools. He's because he's older, but you know, he's not one of those old fools who tries to be like hella young and like yeah. Be like, oh, I know what's up. Like, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm an OG. Yeah. Like I'll yeah. listen to you. Listen to me. He's, just, he's the man. He's yeah. Like, and he'll get drinks with us. Right, <laughs> like not none of the matter is sober or not. Like, yeah, 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 no. He well, he 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 is he's a documentarian. He does what he does, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. So he's purely doing what the fuck he does, which is I find always admirable in, in anybody, 
when people are pure purists at what they do, like this is what I do. They you know, like that's why I like what you do because it's obvious yeah. that you're not you're doing this. You're not trying to get a check. You no. will, and obviously it's great. But like you that's not. Check. Yeah, you got the check, <laughs> but like not because you're trying to get the check. You're just trying to do what you want to do. Yeah, like you weren't looking at this and be like, if I do this, and I'm going to make money here. Like, you know. No, definitely not. Which yeah. is like I've always worked. I've always worked opposite and been scared of not having money. Being like, well, I got to commodify this. Like yeah. the only thing I did was like when I did graffiti, I was like, I'm never gonna make money at this. Yeah. And then I remember just seeing like everyone around me being so fucked up and like everyone around me, I was like, just didn't have enough. So I was like, I got scared and I started being like, I gotta make money, I gotta make money. And I started commodifying everything I did. Yeah. And it's not it's not always the right thing to do because you do a lot of shit that you shouldn't do. Yeah, I think Hale made a really good point about that interview that he did. Where he was like, I put in so much work at this point that it's time for me to cash in. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. 100%. Anyone, anyone hating on me is out of their mind. Eat a dick. Yeah. If you come on, you better hate you, on Hale for doing a canvas. You know? No, please. That's just like that's just people that are pissed that they, you know, anyone that's done what him and those guys have done yeah. should do whatever the fuck they can do to make some money because they're lifers, right? Oh, this is it. Like you, no turning back. No, no. It's, for it's, Jason too. Same. He yeah. did it, and he's making money. Bread. Yeah, he's making bread, he's and selling, he broke selling art to the mayor. Cause. Yeah, he's he's yeah. doing good, and he's, he, he's killing it. Bro. But he also is real; like he's the real deal. There's, you know, he's like a real. He was a real fucking thing oh, on man. every level, right? So he's out there fucking, you know, like it's 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 warranted. You been out to Detroit? No, I haven't been there yet. I want to go. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I don't know. I've only been there during pandemic, right? And they're extra shut down, right? As someone who's traveled to almost every like major U.S. city except New York, <laughs> when I'm not supposed to, yeah. Detroit had the most, one of the most scared vibes. Right. Not sure why. Right. Like Chicago was fun. Detroit shut down. But there's this bar called Old Miami that's supposed to be pretty cool. I didn't think it was that cool. Hmm. But. So Detroit's off the list. No, it's on the list. I just got to go back at the right time. Right. Yeah. Sick. It's also hella fucked, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to buy a car. What are you going to get? I don't know, but I have this idea. Now that I'm in LA, I want to commit to doing this, right? Hmm. Every week, I want to do at least one day in the desert, one day like in the mountains, and one day at the beach. Oh yeah, you that's know? the whole, that's the California thing. No, I just want to like because you can hit all all three. I want to put my brain in different places. Yeah, I, I've already been feeling kind of stagnant just living like around the uh, area. Right. No, yeah. Yeah. No, create funky as fuck. No, it's cool. It's just like L.A. If you don't have a car, you just end up lurking the exact same streets. And other like I've just been walking down a, one street that I live by like all the time. Right. I'm about, I think I'm about to get a Subaru. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's my. That's culturally my car. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seattle dudes. Like, yeah. That's that like, makes sense. Like, I fuck with the Subaru. Like yeah. A, like a wagon or. or yeah. Something. That's like where I'm from. Is like the standard. Right. It's hella funny. I uh I drove Cadillacs for forever. I've had three of the same Cadillac. Mm-hmm. But when this pandemic hit, I was like, you know, I'm gonna get the most dependable, solid car I can get. I just got like a yeah. Toyota 4Runner. It's either that or Subaru. I was like, I'm just gonna get the most basic. Yeah, it makes sense. Like undercover car. Yeah. You know, like I'm, fuck fuck fashion for highway spots. Yeah, for highway spots. Yeah. I'm gonna come out of retirement. The last thing I'm gonna say is hella funny how like certain things that like are normal everywhere else, but you rock them in LA and it's like weird. Right. Like, like Subarus? A, no, no, no. Just like I was thinking about like a Cadillac or like an Eldorado or something. Right. In LA, if I was driving it, it would just look like ridiculous. If you were driving one. Yeah, I, right. I even feel that way about like Dickie shorts out here. Right. I just think the certain stuff are like those like tan Ben Davis pullovers. Oh, because it's so LA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. like certain things are just so right, LA right, that you could right. rock them somewhere else and it'd be right. cool. But like here, it's just like a statement. It's like you're trying to do something. That's actually I I bought a pro club white tee the other day. <laughs> you're all in your head about it. I was like, I looked myself in the, the mirror of a passing car and I was like, no, no. <laughs> like, not gonna work. It was like a double XL thick white tee that I got in Santee Alley. And I was like, 
I'm yeah. gonna keep this moving. Those pro clubs is like you're wearing two slabs of cardboard. Right. You know, with a fucking they're thick. With a toilet ring around your the neck. The headquarters is in Seattle. People don't know that. The oh really? It's a small corporate campus that I found one time when I was like wasted walking around. It was like Pro Clubs Communications Center. <laughs> it's in like the most fried part of Seattle called South Lake Union. Jesus Christ, who knew? And they keep all the SWAT meets alive out here. You got a lot of editing to do, huh? Uh, this has been great. Andrew Matheson did his thing. It's uh, it's four thirty. I haven't had breakfast. Stupid. That's me though. Powerful Truth Angels Graffiti Podcast coming to you live. Eat a bag of dicks. It's the first time I've ever talked about graffiti on the record. So. You're out now.